sculptor. And then, like I said, they did some reincarnations of them. So, I mean, I think she could be Arcana Jones who had the yellow power set because I couldn't think of anyone else who had a yellow power set. And then I, uh, later as the week went on, I was reading some um, people's theories that are matching up with that too. Might be a stretch like my Mephisto theory, but could have some bite to it. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, you guys have questions, um, you know, just feel free to ask in the chat or message one of us in the discord. Yeah. Um, hit and us up. we'll try and Yeah. We'll try and hit it either there or if, you know, if it deals with the show we're talking about, like the Nurkies, we'll talk about it on the show. So Hughes, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the question. We really appreciate you. Um, he also had a request that we do a Nurky on um, the Snyder cut of justice league. So I said, I think we could probably do that. Yeah, I think we could make that happen. Um, that comes out at the end of the month on the 25th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kyle will have to watch the original Justice League before he can watch this cut. Yeah, look I at Justin's up. face. Look at Justin's face. I got out of order. I watched, you know, okay. So I finally, I broke down and watched Aquaman uh, two days ago with my Which, kids. Amazing movie. And Down to it's a good movie. I, I didn't want to watch it because I have very low self-confidence and Jason Momoa does not help that at all. Uh, but i mean it was it was i enjoyed it for what it was it it was one you know like we talk about all the time like you gotta especially with superhero movies sometimes you really have to suspend your belief in Mm -hmm. certain reality i had to use so much spongebob logic to get to watch aquaman is what i call it but i I liked it for what it was my daughter was killing me like we started watching she's like oh it's fish person (laughs) <laughs> it's water you go, man. well you're not wrong <laughs> it's pretty, not yeah, wrong. pretty good but yeah uh, so we'll, we'll cover those for sure those are something that's going to have to be i mean we we can't do one side of the coin without the other so we're doing marvel we have to do some uh, dc stuff which i'm like a 90s dc guy so i uh, get back up to speed on right yes so we did get, uh, so you guys know, I got some good feedback on these Nurkies from um, Props, a.k.a. James, last night when he was role-playing. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he's been listening to everyone just eating these up, and he's been saying, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we say is stuff he was thinking, too, in a line. So he gave us mad props props for it. <laughs> um, but he said uh, a story that just cracked me up. He was telling me that... Um, he goes to pick up his buddy from for work. I guess he said it was something like a 30-minute drive to go get him, and then it's a 30-minute drive into work. So they've got an hour in the car together, and he's listening to like the podcast, and his once his friend gets in, I guess he started getting into it, and so he makes him start it over <laughs> so he can listen to it. So Good. Uh, uh, James, thank you very much for the support. Um, James's work buddy, we'll call you... Uh, WB for work, buddy. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. Um, yep. So, and good job, Kyle, Justin. See, it's it's that kind of stuff that makes it worth it to us. Yeah, it is. And the Discord, the conversations we have on Discord are are great too. Just being able to share insights and and laugh, mm-hmm. fun of each other, and you know all the fun things. Nothing's is yeah. supposed to be for, you know. So, Nothing's yeah. mean spirited. 
Nothing is being spirited. Um, And if there is, that's the one thing about the online community. Online is so toxic, especially, I think over the past four years, it's gotten worse. It was always toxic. Fanboys are extremely toxic. Gamers are extremely toxic. I just think it was kind of, people kind of came out of their turtle shells more in the past four years with it being more accepted to uh, hate is okay. The message, I'm not saying anyone brought it out. I'm just saying my opinion, there's, there was a message saying in society that it's okay to hate. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point of this show. No, You know, if we see something toxic, we're going to remove it. Um, Mm -hmm. This is all for good spirited fun, just kind of riffing on each other and, you know, sharing insights. That's what being a nerd's about. We've been ostracized our whole lives because of being who we are. And now it's more accepted. And so we want to kind of foster that and make you feel like you're part of our family because you are. You know, if you're you're supporting us, we want to support you too. Yep. Whatever you have going, any side projects, anything, uh, you know, you're you're a nerd and bring it to the Discord. Show us what you're doing. You'll get you'll get support there. There everybody is really good at you know, like as Chris, as much as we kind of rib and make fun of each other and give each other a hard time, we it's a very, very, very supportive community. Everybody um really supports each other's passions and their endeavors and and show some interest in it and it's a wide range of uh views of people there um which is mm-hmm. is great you don't you're not going to be in an echo chamber there you're, you're going to be you know you get challenged to look at some other points of view from different people and and everybody's respectful about it which is great which is is amazing and uh so yeah hop in there show us what you got yeah and the wide variety of topics too so i was talking with someone about um a new band that's coming out and you know pop synth and some other things and it's like well that has nothing to do with comics has nothing to do with any of that but yet we're still able to nerd out in our own way on Mm -hmm. things because we're all eclectic you know there's not we're not just only comic books or only this in our own lives there we have so many varied interests that we geek out on so that's that's what i really like about our discord too is that um mm-hmm. you know whatever you're into you'll find it on there and be able to talk with somebody else that's mm-hmm. on there too that's interested if we don't have a channel for it just tell us we'll we'll make one yeah yep. so. we've had requests and, and, and we get additional it. channels so yeah. Yeah. and if you don't want to talk about it on there that's cool too yeah you can just sit mm-hmm. back and laugh at us we don't care or if there's any any that make you uncomfortable i mean kyle specifically wanted a midget porn um section for some reason i and, did um you know i'm i don't want him at his taste make me uncomfortable so i just don't comment on that and that's that's part of the acceptance mm-hmm. i kind of want one of those on there now <laughs> <laughs> now there's people going on the discord okay where is that where is that where is that <laughs> I, I it was on, it's the hidden <laughs> channel <laughs> It's the yeah, dark web. Traffic is going to increase <laughs> greatly now. It's the dark discord. <laughs> so, so with that, uh, we, you know, we've been talking for about 15 minutes, so we should probably start the show. Yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Should we hit play? Yeah, let's do it. I think and we should. We did... It would help if I was on the right episode. <laughs> let's see.
Um, had more, and I'm not, I hate even saying this right now, a Buffy type feel to it, or like, uh, you know, like some of those shows that we grew up with. Um, I hate bringing up, I love Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't like the situation it's in right now. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to bring it up. <clears throat> but the show was great. Um, we had some internet issues on this end again. Everything got oh did it like froze and got really bad out of sync yeah um so i had to go back and like trim some you guys are back now and i think everybody's back in sync on my end but like okay. it just everything just stopped for like 15 seconds but i think we're, we're caught back up now so whatever you guys were talking about i heard nothing on this end okay so uh basically we'll just go back and I'll go back uh, and clean, clean that up yeah. that's fine um we started off with a uh, previously on WandaVision, uh, Wanda speaking, and it had a very, uh, what I was saying is it had a very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer feel to me or one of those kind of shows. And the reason I'm hesitant to bring up Buffy is because the controversy that Joss Whedon's going through. He's going through this controversy. I still think he's an amazing writer and director. I, I, I enjoy his work. Doesn't mean I approve of if everything they're saying is true, is true. I don't approve of any of that, but at this point in time, we're just talking about the show and had the feel of that show, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And that's how this beginning felt for me. Um, and we, we hear uh, Jimmy, woo, talking uh, about Born to, uh, is it Arinia, I believe? And Oleg Maximov, both killed during an air raid. Yeah. Um, and he's just talking about, and then it's, a, you know, when they were 10 is when it happened. So you guys have a time frame reference. And then it goes back and it shows um, a clip from Age of Ultron when Wanda has the blocks up and it's just using her hex powers to demolish that block. And I'm talking, you can, if you freeze frame it at the right spot, you can see individual splinters going out from that thing. So, and if you guys remember from Age of Ultron, they got their powers from... The Mind Stone, Loki staff. Um, and then they showed uh, Director Dick's um, security feed of how Wanda stormed the facility and stole the body of Vision and resurrected him. Um, and it's just, this is like yeah. I said, this is just all the past, you know, couple episodes about how Wanda killed Vision and then, but she didn't actually kill him. Um, and Thanos pulled the Mind Stone from him. And then it has a, you know, Agnes of the, uh, you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? I like I that line. Um, I do too. Interesting that this is the first time that we've seen any crossover to the actual MCU. And so this is a, a you know, besides having uh, Wanda Maximoff and Vision in both the MCU and this, but this is a direct like, yes, this is all one thing now, all one universe. It's not going to be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, you know, and there's also the MCU, but this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type of thing. So now it is one big universe uh, mm -hmm. because even in the previously on, so they want you to know that it refers back to the, the MCU, the Infinity War and, and all that. So it's, 
I liked it. I did too. Yeah. Um, then we're really we get driving to our- it home that like this is this is it because there's a lot of people I think that are kind of sleeping on this show because like oh we just want to wait and watch the movies this doesn't really grab you like you're going to miss on miss out on so much because <laughs> this is vital to what's coming mm-hmm. next. This is this is direct tie-ins to um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So then we get to the Marvel Studios uh, logo, you know, which I still love how they do this, showing all the past movies in there. And then we get to our first Easter egg, boys and girls. When they get to the Marvel Studios, you know, it's the typical red and silver. And then it turns purple and black with wispy black on there, which is Agnes. So I just thought that was yep. cool. So that that was our first Easter egg for this show. There, um, the more I thought about it, there was a lot more Easter eggs in the show than I originally thought, but I don't think that there was quite as many as previous episodes. Agreed. Um, next thing you know, we see someone with a torch um, walking through the woods, and then you see Salem, Massachusetts, and like the old 1600s writing pop up. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but when it appeared on screen... It was like the black wisp smoke that we saw on the Marvel Studios, the Agnes's power, and then it was purple, and then it went to um, white. Mm-hmm. So just very, very, mm-hmm. <laughs> very Agnes. Having the purple. Yep. Yeah, Agnes <laughs> has purple in her uh, outfit there, so they're they're really driving that purple home right now. Like, <laughs> Hillary you Swank. One of them, you're gonna get. All of them. They, Hillary Swank called it light purple. Um, light purple. Light purple. Um, next thing you know, we see Agnes being led to a pole with a bunch of people in hoods. So you think this is, you know, the, the time per- period is the Salem witch trials and all these hooded people. And so, you know, you're thinking, oh shit, is this the Inquisition? Because the first question that's asked is agatha harkness are you a witch and you know this is the traditional pole that they burned the witches on with torches all Mm -hmm. around and something doesn't seem right here because when they bind agatha's hands it's magic it's like air that you can see so you know right away something isn't right um it's not what we think it is and agatha kind of looks around and she says, I am a witch. And then the head witch goes, yet you have betrayed your own coven. And they all put their hoods down and Agatha's yelling, I have not. Um, and the woman said, you know, you've stole knowledge above your age and station, which means we know something bad's happening. And if you start putting two and two together at this part, all these ladies are witches as well. Mm-hmm. And this is her coven. Um, you know, uh, which is in the same club or sorority, I guess you could say, or, or a coven. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is it. Yeah, and she accuses her of practicing the darkest of magic. So mm-hmm. if if you have a bunch of witches that think you're the worst one of them, <laughs> that means probably you're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying that she's the Mildred Hubble of the witches, the worst witch. Mm. Yeah. Oh, which that's a great movie um it's terrible but it's so good um 
so let's talk about this line. Um, you stole your, you stole knowledge above your age and station, and then you practice the darkest of magic. <clears throat> I am freely admitting that I am leaning more towards Mephisto may or may not be in this show at this point. After, especially after the last episode, I'm still holding out hope. This line could mean she made a deal with one of the Dark Lords, like Mephisto, um, or one of the Elder Gods, like Cthulhu, um, Kython, someone like that. <clears throat> um, because that goes back to, if you remember, we were talking about Atlantean sorcery, that's going to play something later in this episode. Mm. So, I mean, what did you guys think at this line at this point in time? I thought that with the it, it's showing basically, uh, and and you know her next line is that you know I didn't steal anything; they just bent to my power, and so it, that told me that she was incredibly powerful, more powerful than what even her mom or the coven thought that she was going to be. Um, but if she is that evil, can we trust anything that she's actually saying either? Right. Um, and so that's, that's where, you know, you don't know if it's a reliable or unreliable uh, remembering of this. Cause we're seeing more than likely this from Agnes's memory from her point of view. Um, and so we don't really know if this is reliable. So I'm, I'm the only thing that came to me was that, yeah, she's a baddie and um, just how bad we'll probably find out. There was a couple of things that I took from this that were it was mostly visual stuff since I mean, we kind of hit all that uh, with the dark magic and all that, that I, I found it interesting that the coven, so, you know, colors of magic and power have been a really big thing through this whole series. Mm -hmm. Wanda with her red, now Agnes with her purple. and Possibly Dottie with her I yellow. I thought it was interesting. Possibly Dottie with her yellow. Um and uh you know rambo with her blue and i thought it was uh interesting to see that the whole coven's powers were blue um that that's that really stuck with me like there's i don't know if there's some significance there if that was just for the contrast with agatha's purple which is about to happen um but i thought that was that was very interesting. So is that signifying that the coven wasn't, you know, necessarily evil because blue doesn't, you know, you don't associate blue powers with a, with, with a, a bad guy with evil, right. regardless if it's, you know, Marvel, DC, Star, whatever there's blues, usually not bad. Um, and so I, I thought that visual uh, really kind of stuck with me. Um, I don't know if you guys have any anything to add to that part of it. So I'm kind of wondering at this point if the colors mean like it's if the colors are reserved for more powerful wizards and witches. Um, because you know the coven members are just plain blue. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but our more powerful witches that we've seen, which has only been two. Well, I guess you could say three if you count Doctor Strange, but not a witch, but if you count what you know, he he has the, colored magic. The man, the man witch, witch. The, uh, delicious man witch. 
you can't it's you can't call powers colored that's that's bad it's 2021 come on guys. oh that's right so, <laughs> um yeah I, i'm a, i apologize to all the the colored powers out there <laughs> um can't call color fire blues and the purples and the light purples and light purple um so i don't know it's it's interesting right here um but I think they did a great job on the CG of making look how young Catherine Hahn looked in that too. I think my said yeah, pointed out, and I, I thought it was interesting watching this from the comics. Agatha was already, you know, a couple centuries old by the time the Salem witch trials came around. So, Agatha's ancient. Yeah, so you can see that they're not afraid to continue in the MCU to rewrite, maybe retcon some things to match what they need. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, they're still still doing what they're doing and, and I love it. So uh, they're not necessarily feeling like they have to do exactly what the comics have said or done. So that really helps us to not know if this is going to be House of M, if this is going to be several different uh, different comics or something new that they've written that they're just wanting to infuse. So um, I thought that was interesting. If you are recreating a backstory of a of a main character the main baddie in this then really anything's on the table i like it because it, it can keep things fresh like you're not you know and you know we've talked about this before like they're not doing a retelling of one specific line of lore so you don't know what's coming and there are fanboys pissed off over it because like oh well this isn't how it happened and there will be people that will get mad because x is not ancient in this scene she's not old or doesn't appear to be old you know it's held together pretty well possibly but they're like well that's not how it happened well maybe that's good because now we're getting we're getting a fresh you know not a, not a reboot but just a retelling and, and infusing all these ideas to to make something new and good that's still sort of familiar right and to be fair there's all sorts of retellings of the same story in comics too or yeah. like Wanda's power doesn't have any specific one point of origin. They in the comics they kind of they kind of combine it into stuff mm -hmm. like later on, which is completely fine as long as you make it plausible. Yeah. Yeah. If it makes sense so, and it makes a good story and you can enjoy it, then freaking cool. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And we this with um, Civil War. Uh, I loved Civil War. Uh, the comic. And so whenever it was a different in the MCU, originally I was like, uh, no, there has to be a Spider-Man. There has to be, you know, there has to be Reed Richards and all of these main and they just couldn't. But I think the way that they rewrote it and worked it into the existing story was genius. Right. Civil War is an amazing movie. And so it, they're showing yet again that they have the, the creativity to work off of a story but yet and make it better and more relevant to what they are wanting to get across mm -hmm. so they're they're killing it i agree um next thing you know the witches are chanting in latin which we all know latin is the way that spells get cast mm -hmm. according to marvel and supernatural and supernatural and sabrina and everything else right right basically latin's evil um <laughs> they're the devil <laughs> um and then you know they're all 
they're all chanting and then all of a sudden their little hands start glowing with you can see power welling up and then agatha's yelling at them i cannot control it you know i'll i'll you need you guys need to teach me to control this is what it is she's yelling for help and she's looking at her mom and just pleading and i say yes mom because we find out that the head of the witch's coven is her mother and all of a sudden her mom starts chanting with her um and if you guys noticed the brooch on her mother is the same brooch agatha wears now so that must be a brooch of their coven you think it's like that's actually like actually her mother or that's just the uh the term they refer to the head of the coven as i don't know i i, I want to say it's her mother the way she was screaming at her but then again, you know, you can like, like, uh, you hear like nuns and like a, the covenants, um, you know, oh, hi, mother. They see her as the motherly figure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would like to think this is actually Agnes's mother in this instant. Well, and, and tell, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember there ever being a mention of Agnes's mother in the comics. No, there isn't because Agnes is so old. We don't know. We know she was around, but we don't know her origin story. Okay. As far as I know, as far as I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything about Agnes's mother in the comics. So, um, so again, this is kind of like what we were talking about, writing in something to give it more of, um, you know, for lack of a better word, gravitas, um, that she would kill her own mother. Sorry, spoilers mm -hmm. for the next uh, minute. That she would kill her own mother in for this power for this whatever she's um in the game is so mm -hmm. yeah so kinda, they start hitting ag uh -huh. i was gonna say i kind of like notice with her line on this where she says you know i i can't control it i don't know how to control it you know she's like she says she's asking for help right i mean that's mm -hmm. the, the actual words coming out of me you know help me i can't control this which mm -hmm. to me really kind of mirrors a little bit of what's going on with uh wanda mm -hmm. you know that absolutely she has this power she doesn't know how or why and doesn't know doesn't have complete control over it at times um so I'm, I'm, that's where i'm wondering with what's coming on with agnes here if she was um actually you know warning them to not you know not do what they're about to do because she knew what was going to happen and she has no control over that happening or she's just could, trying to save her own skin could be that too Give me that too. Um, and I like what you said, Kyle, how it mirrors what's going on right now. Um, looking for redemption, looking for help. I think yeah. that's I think that's the whole storyline mm -hmm. between on WandaVision right now. Mm -hmm. So well, the witches start hitting her with her power, which is Kyle said is all blue. Um and I thought this scene was really cool because you can see that power creeping up slowly through her body and into her neck. And she's Agatha's screaming out in pain. Um, I thought this scene was just exceptionally well done. Um, you know, her hair is flying. You can see the power just going everywhere. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when <clears throat> she's screaming in pain and the blue's hitting her, and, you know, it's kind of the the far shot with her face just screaming and like her neck's glowing there's some red wisps light red wisps in the background mm -hmm. yeah Looks it like is so faint they're coming from the torches almost like you see 
like anything that has any essence of power mm-hmm. being disturbed by this. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to say it's the torches, but to me, this looks a little bit more than just the torches. Like maybe it's mixed in with some of that fire, but or maybe it's the magic fueling the fire. I don't know. To me, it kind of looks like Wanda's powers a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wanda obviously wasn't there in 1693. But that's what it kind of looked like to me. Um, and then Agnes gets that look of just sheer, almost, I hate to even say it, but like pleasure on her face, almost, from the yeah. pain she's getting. And then she does like kind of this thrust forward, and all of a sudden, all those strands that are hitting her start turning purple and going back to their sources. Great scene, great scene right here. And then as that purple hits those witches, they start faltering and like you see lines going through them and they're literally getting the energy and life force sucked out of them. And like, this just shows you how powerful Agnes is. Agatha, excuse me. Um, and then also you see her mom, quote unquote mom, rise up into the air and start chanting in Latin and hits her with a bolt too. There's something different about the the mom, Kevin mom, whenever her power generated. So all the others you see from their hands and stuff, but you saw hers kind of come from her hands, but then you see this like crown form on her head um, of her power as she was you know, she was starting to blast Agnes. Mm-hmm. So this thing could mean a couple things to me. Like one is, I thought it was very important. Agnes is begging her mom to help her and saying, please, I can be good. And her mom goes, no, you are not. Or, or no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, that crown Kyle was talking about. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. That could be a couple different things. I mean, that could be, she's like the queen of the witches. Or maybe she's drawing on someone else's power for this. But if you look really, really, really carefully at this, if you pause it at the right moment, that crown looks like Wanda's crown a little bit, except instead of one spike in the middle, it's got two. It looks eerily similar to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know on this part. Yeah, It made me think that because I thought, oh, that looks like looks like Wanda's crown or Scarlet Witch's, I guess, crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me wonder. Okay, well, is there a the most powerful? The blue has this crown. The most powerful of the red has this crown. The most powerful of. So I'm wondering if it's a signifying of the hierarchy, if you will, or you know, the most powerful of the the magic users. Because uh, it seems like in this scene, it's it's trying to signify that her mother is the most powerful of, she's the leader of the coven. She's the yeah. most powerful of those that have this blue, uh, blue power. That's actually, that's a great theory. So maybe there's different covens or different. Yeah. Uh, like, like or there's, is this the main there's a, there's a hierarchy of, of witchiness of blues and reds and yellows and purples <laughs> they're all witches yeah um no, i do want to... witches burn them burn them she, she weighed more than a duck and then 
when Agnes is fighting back against her mom, her mom rose into the air. If we didn't mention that, so that's pretty important. Why? Because that just shows how powerful. Green angle of this was when um, King of the Monsters and God when Godzilla was fighting King Ghidorah with the atomic breath weapon, his atomic breath and Ghidorah's lightning. You know how they're going back and forth and then it just started overpowering it. That's what it looked like to me. That's what I immediately thought of. Um, why I like Godzilla. That's another one of my nerddoms. Oh, that's a good one we need to talk about too. Mm -hmm. um, 60 years of Godzilla. Um, but that's what I just thought of just because I thought it was just a great scene where they're doing this. And as the purple starts overtaking her mom, that crown just starts disappearing. And her mom, I don't know if we mentioned this either. Um, we said, you know, it looked like it was sucking the life force out of these witches. Well, it did because all those other witches were dead on the ground, like shriveled up, like their yeah. juices were gone. Um, and that's what happened to her mom and her mom just fell out of the sky. Um, so immediately this makes you wonder, is that how Agatha looks young now? Is she sucking out the power of witches throughout the centuries ah. to stay young? To you know, she was like always it. strong. I mean, it's 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 a thought. It could be. It could be not. It could just be a side effect of this power. But then I don't know if you guys caught it when she had her hands up. If you pause it at the right moment, they're blue. The power is blue and it's not purple anymore. Like she just grabbed it from her mom. Yeah, and then she. I was going to say, it made me think that um, she can suck the life force out of anyone to try to stay young. So I'm, I'm thinking, because I don't know personally how many witches are out there. Um, and so it seems like it would be hard to specifically find witches and drain them, you know, almost like uh, there can be only one Highlander type. Like a Highlander. Yeah. Are we going witchy Highlander? I would go for witchy Highlander. So in. Uh, but yeah, I'm wondering if she can do this to anybody or if it specifically has to be witches, witches suck their life. So do you think the witches can detect each other like Highlanders can? Hmm. So you're saying it's like, uh, this is like a quickening, the quickening for the witches. I would, I would say so because in the next scene, that's uh, interesting. Um, Wanda flashes a little bit of red in her eyes and she goes, mm -hmm. you can't read me to it's. And so it seems like there is some type of um, communication, at least the more powerful witches can communicate and or sense other witches because, I mean, we're going to get to this, but that's how she found Wanda in the first place. This whole thing happens and she sensed it going on and wanted to find out what it was. Right. Sure, she does have some type of quickening. Or so, a uh, yeah. witchening, if we will. The witchening. Voice. So she goes over to her mom and picks the brooch off that we know and love and then goes flying off into the air with her powers. That is Easter egg two and three. Easter egg two is we see Agatha's powers and origin story. Uh, it's not her full origin story, but it's close enough for me to be an origin story. And then two, this was the... This was the showing um, of the MCU's version. This was the Salem Witch Trials because they ended in 1693, if I remember correctly. So that means that Agatha 
instead of giving up her coven to humans, to normies, this was the Salem witch trials and the MCU and it's done. It ended with Agatha destroying everyone. I can buy that. Yeah. yeah. There was actual trials by witch. Mm-hmm. So now kind of where I am with that. That whole sequence, there was one thing that I wanted to get through because we're um this is to kind of counter a lot of things that we do because we we absolutely love this show and I absolutely love this show. There was something about that stretch of that scene because like production value scenes and everything are like top notch, everything we've seen so far. Something about that that sequence though, I don't know if it was the setting, the props they used, whatever, it seemed it seemed a little off to me from the rest rest of the series. It was it almost seemed more like um you know, ABC Family Friday night Halloween special than WandaVision. High, I could see that high quality, and you know, and I mean, it was done well. The the acting, the special effects, and it had a different feel. But there was just something about the setup of the scene and the props used and everything just felt a little off to me. It didn't feel like it was up to the caliber of like everything else. And if that's my only gripe throughout this show, I'm happy with that. So, and it's not <laughs> even mean, really, that's not even a real gripe. It's not even a real gripe. It was just it. It just seemed a little well. Something out of place. I, I agree. Something did seem off and. It almost had an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feel. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But, um, um, so that, that was once we get, the only thing I had on that the rest of that scene. So I had to look up this one part um, because I remember reading something about it like years ago in the comics. But once we get to the basement here, I'll bring it up. It, this goes back along with that crown. And... Um, who Agatha might have been studying, what the book is. Like this all links together here in this next part for me. Um, and you know, Agnes is talking to the bunny and she's like, not that and not that I know of. And she's like, she looks surprised to meet us, doesn't she? And then, like Justin said, uh, Wanda's eyes grow red, red and Agatha starts laughing. Like hurry, laugh, evil laugh is phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I like when she does it every single time. Um, it, I do love that line. My thoughts are not available to you, Toots. That's something that Agatha Harkness in the comics would never, ever say because she's an old lady. So I think this is Marvel's fresh take on Agatha, which I'm loving. Um, so I just thought that was a fun line to say. Um, and then she said, they never, ever were, which means... Wanda has never had control of Agatha. So, like I said, we're, we have revelations in this episode. That's one of them, which means Agnes <clears throat> or Agatha has been playing a role all seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And the role is not one that she was assigned. Which goes back to, I forget who it was. It's either you, Justin, or Kyle that said, you know, Agatha knows a lot more than she's letting on. Sounds smart, so it must have been Kyle. Justin probably <laughs> said it. <laughs> They're both dumb. They can't remember. It was one of them, though. That One of them did say that, and so they were right on that. Mm. So, um, and then, you know, she she's saying, we're my children, and I love how Agnes starts just mocking her. We're my children. 
Yeah, I got a good. Yeah, so it makes you wonder: Is Agatha that evil? Um, but you got to remember when she asked where her children are. She did it in Sarkovian. With her accent. The accent. Yeah, the accent was back for that one. And it was thick, too. So while she was talking before that, and, you know, with no accent, that accent's back. Um, and Agatha even points that out at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like the, what's it, the second or the third time this came up in the show about her accent coming and going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always been a huge thing for me. It's like, uh, almost like how um, Natasha Romanoff is, should have a, and I'm not, Russian. not going to be too fanboyish here, but supposed to have a Russian accent and, and all of that. And we get ScarJo, who, you know, I think has done a great job. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like, what, could she not do a Russian accent? Is that why they didn't do it in this show? And then how her uh wanda's um accent comes and goes and comes and goes like it that's some always watching infinity war and everything else i've been like come on you know pick one so whenever she went off on the accent i was giggling with delight i agree um wanda i paused it on a great part too because it looks like wanda's completely stoned right now um but wanda is um you know trying to do something some magic to agatha and agatha goes your magic's no good here and she binds wanda by her hands and feet and has her float through the air and wanda's gasping for air at this point like you don't know if she's in pain and then Agatha goes, you didn't notice one, you know, a basic protection spell, one on each wall. And this is when all three of us talked about those symbols on the walls. Those are basic protection spells. Mm-hmm. So good call, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. But it, they were all... Mm-hmm. It seemed a little expositiony to me because it's like, why, why do you feel the need to go through and explain what a protection spell is and all this? But as the as we start to see Agnes or you know, Agatha going through and trying to figure out what she's trying to figure out in this episode, it makes sense that she's trying to explain to a novice witch or someone that doesn't even know she's a witch that what these things are. And mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily, you know, because a lot of shows suffer from too much exposition, too much, well, let me explain what's about to happen. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not stupid. I get it. And so at first I was like, why? And then it started making sense as the, some, as the episode unrolled out, unrolled out, unfolded, yeah, there we unfolded. go. Um, that, oh, she's trying to get some information out of her. And, you know, you don't even know this basic spell. How the heck do you do all of this? And so uh, I liked that it plays into the idea of what um, Agatha is trying to get at by going through and explaining these. Yeah, it was a very smart way for Marvel to introduce this whole new realm of beings by her, inter- you know, like, oh, yeah, you don't know? Well, here, let me explain it all to you, but it doesn't feel like the, uh, it doesn't feel like an anime explanation, you know, mid-sequence or something where you're like, okay, now it makes sense. Right. Like, they 
they found a really natural way to do it. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I like that, Justin. Well, this is also keeping in line with, in the comics, Agatha was Wanda's teacher. She was her mentor and taught her how to harness her powers and use them. Wanda in the comics was very, for years and years and years, and when they retconned it and retconned it and retconned stories and then started merging stories, um, Wanda was very unrefined. She was like a lump of coal that got turned into a diamond. Because um, Wanda is largely regarded as one of the most powerful mutants and beings in Marvel Comics for her power set. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging what you guys are saying there because I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, okay, these ruins are important. This goes back to the witch now because I remember reading something about this like long, long ago, but I had to go look it all up. Um, when her mother comes in and tries to kill her, join the coven, uh, the crown is, it, like I said, it kind of looked like Wanda's a little bit, except it had two points if you looked at it. But it could have been the crown, uh, it could be a witch's headdress in the comics or of an ancient sorceress named Zared Nam in Marvel Comics, who was an Atlantean sorcerer. Which means this coven could have um, learned Atlanta, Atlantean sorcery, or you know, her mom, because she was the head witch, knew some of it, but didn't delve into the darkness like Agatha did. Um, why is this important? That tome that I said could be the the um, the dark hold, or Kyle, I believe, or. Justin, one of you two said it might have been the nec uh, Necronomicon. It looked like the necro Necronomicon from Necronomicon. Thank I you. I thought it looked like the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. That's that was my point of reference on it. Right, and, well, and there is a Necron. There is several Necronomicons in Marvel Comics too. Okay. Um. But this also could be um. What did they call it? I'm looking in the note here. Uh, the Tome of Zeradna who was banished from Atlantis because of her prophecies on Atlantis's destruction and, but whose spirit lived on after death to ensure her teachings were not forgotten. And there is some hints that these ruins could be Atlantean too. So that's why I said, once this comes up, I'll bring it up here. Cause now that you guys can see this, it's, you know, it, it could be valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my my student that you mentioned earlier, we had this conversation about um, if you watch um, Doctor Strange, there's one book that's missing from that, you know, the row mm -hmm. they have chained up and and he was, uh, you know, asking if this had if it was the same. And my my opinion on it is very much could be. Mm -hmm. But it would probably be retconned to be that because when, uh, you know, it's been over five years when uh, it was written, the Doctor Strange was written mm -hmm. and shot and all of that. And even though Marvel is really good at planning things out, you know, they didn't necessarily know that this was a thing at the show time. was going to be going on and that that one book would be, you know, that type of thing. So um i could definitely see how it'd be retconned i don't think it's been planned to be that specific book but i can easily see how it it could They'd work it in there yeah. yeah 
So wasn't that book in Doctor Strange, wasn't that the one that the the fallen student took? Wasn't that the space for it? Or was uh, there two spaces? I think there was two spaces uh, because there was the one that was mm -hmm. open that um, oh, Mads Mikkelsen took. Right. Uh, but I think there was another one too. I'd have to go back and actually watch it. Isn't Mad Mickelson the Hannibal? He played Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, that's him. That's why I know the name. That's why I know the name. And in Rogue One, he played uh, Jen Urso's father. The one oh, that was him. Yeah. So yeah. he's the one that created oh. the hole that wasn't bigger than a womp rat to shoot down. <laughs> I like how you worked that in, sir. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you. Good job. Good old really Mads. Like worked in it. He's a cool actor. Um, he is a cool, and his name is Mads. Yeah. Um, Mads Mickelson. Such a cool name. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I'm going to have to go rewatch Doctor Strange now um, just to see that before I get to it in my rewatching phase. Um, but Agatha, Agatha does. Again, I'm going to keep harping on how amazing she is at this on this role because you think she's lost it and it's just like this mad evil person because she's like in a given space the only the witch that can cast the ruins can use her magic which explains why Wanda can't use her magic right now. And just the way Agatha's explaining it to her it's it's like you were saying earlier it's not she's explaining it if it would be anyone else it would be talking down to them like they're stupid but it's almost in an explanatory type of way but in that very very agatha um mocking voice yeah so i mean she is a couple hundred years old at this point yeah and it's probing while also explaining and so she's doing a great job of trying to find information while also giving information um so i think the way she's written and the way that katherine hahn acts it is just so spot on so so good mm -hmm. and she asked her twice who are you who are you all the costumes i've been so patient i've just you know i've been waiting for you to reveal um who you were this whole time and then one of my favorite lines of the episode uh you know waiting for you to reveal who your true self was i got close with fake pietro or fietro <laughs> if you will um but no dice let's talk about that for a sec i still think it might be pietro from the fox universe because he's got the superpowers and it's when he was running, of a choice to have him play fake Pietro. Like there's right. And it brings us back to Marvel doesn't do anything by chance. Mm -hmm. No. So I, you know, it could be Agatha's aware of these other realities because she's a powerful sorcerer in her own right. Mm -hmm. And so she knew about these other realities. And since she couldn't bring back our realities, Pietro, she grabbed him because if you notice when he's running, you don't see any purple behind him either trailing. You see the uh, the blur like you did in the Fox movies. Um, yeah. I'm still holding on hope that he's still Pietro. So you're saying, okay, by that you're saying that his powers were not to... They're not uh, fabricated Agatha. by Agnes. Yeah, by yeah. Agatha. They're 
Uh, they're, they're actually his they, powers because we do see the purple right. later on. He's just like do 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 doing his own thing, but his powers are actually yep. his powers, not okay. That's what. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. I can buy that. Mm. I don't Justin, know. It's the fake Pietro or Pietro. I think she can do whatever she wants to do, but I mean, I don't know how she would know. I guess it's well known at this point that his his uh superpowers is super speed Mm -hmm. but um you know if wanda can create and do all of this and then we're seeing that magic has no limits so it can give superpowers to somebody that doesn't have it and be fake and she's saying it's not it's not the real pietro you know i couldn't do a necromancy i couldn't go through and and bring him back to life so it's the fake it's a fake (laughs) he had he was he had too many holes in him yeah so i if if she can make someone that isn't pietro pietro she can also give him those superpowers so i i don't know um i think that more than likely this is she's a an evil fox executive that Uh, so she's bringing in some of the fox and that's you know all of this power that she has what yeah so that's that's i think more more likely than it being actual pietro from and it could be but if you also remember though too from dr strange and any comics maverick is maverick magic is governed by rules Mm -hmm. there are rules to magic so it's it's very strict like you know like um uh like like in Doctor Strange when Strange was first playing with the time stone the, or the eye of Agamotto you know um Mordo and Wong came in and said no you can't do it there are very strict rules if you do this this will happen so that's why i'm thinking maybe it can't give him this power set that i'm just you know, again, this is another reach for me, but I'm holding out hope that this is Pietro, that they're going to keep Evan Peters around mm-hmm. as Pietro, because I, I love him. Me too. I personally hope that's true, too. Well, and there is so- a thing with, um, if we go back to, was the Nexus commercial in the previous episode? Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, there's there's multiple mentions of Nexus through uh, Comic Thorn. You guys are on this way better than I am, but we have you know the Nexus that Ultron resided in, and then you also have the Nexus, which is the the connection of to all, all realities the, of all the different realities, and that maybe Westview is the the location of the Nexus. I believe in the comics, it's like in Florida, maybe, but like maybe they just kind of shifted it to New Jersey for some reason for the show. This is now the Nexus, um, and the bunny is the Nexus guardian that Agatha was somehow able to overpower, defeat, not necessarily kill, but capture, and instead of actually killing him off, turned him into a rabbit so he can watch her manipulate all these different connections to Mm. different universes and stuff. So that's how she would be able to kind of uh, torture him. Well, she'd be able to torture the Nexus Guardian, how she's able to pull in fake Pietro, why Wanda actually ended up there because now there's no Guardian. And so these users of magic and stuff, they're naturally drawn to where the Nexus is located, which is why Agnes is there, is why 
in some way roundabout why Wanda was actually drawn to that location and this this where you're going to see this battle for power over the actual nexus and then that ties into Doctor oh. Strange and the multiverse and all that that Westview New Jersey is location of the nexus and the nexus guardian is now a bunny so I like that one um Agnes is still walking around Wanda just kind of really just laying into her. You know, you're so crippled by your own self-doubt. You're, you believe that this is how it should be. And I got some tones of sympathy. Um, as Agatha was talking to her. I don't think Agatha was totally, was 100% nefarious in her motive and, and why she's doing what she's doing. I'm kind of like, you know, she's go back to her being her mentor and teacher and bringing her along. Like she, she's not evil and she's not good. She's just kind of this, like this chaotic neutral is what she is. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're just basically Agnes said, I sensed this place just, so many spells combining in one area you know you don't ever see this it was it basically it called out to agnes and honestly if it called out to agnes and it was like this i am going to rip apart this plot on this part why didn't the sorcerer supreme know about this or is agatha working with strange somehow could be because because the guardian of our realities of earth's realities should have known about this one you know what i mean yeah or did the events of infinity war and endgame change this to where because when bruce banner went back hulk slash bruce banner went back and talked to the supreme sorcerer supreme she had no clue what they were doing um and he had to ask permission for the stone and so mm-hmm. do those events even though they were returned we also know that the captain went back and lived a whole full life with Peggy Carter, which changed the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did those events then spark something like this with Agnes because, um, or it might explain how the Sorcerer Supreme didn't know this was going on. Cause she didn't know anything about Bruce being there. And, and that's all. true. That's so, true. I didn't even think about that. So the, the infinity war and end game could have changed something in our timeline uh for phase four uh to where that could explain why the sorcerer supreme didn't know about agnes or any of this going on right or were they working together yeah um that's what i have to say about it i don't know um this is our mind right now Uh, if you guys aren't watching the YouTubes, uh, his mm-hmm. finger just went through his, uh, he made a hole. So yeah. you the, you can use your imaginations. Yeah, we'll keep that. Picture a frying pan, and then the egg is your mind, and then crack the egg <laughs> frying pan. That's on WandaVision. So at least to I'll- be fair, yeah, to be fair, that's usually how Kyle um, texts me. He wants to play a game too. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Filters like, blocking yeah. all, of it. <laughs> all right, let's go. I'm a little jealous. 
Saddle up. What? Well, send you wake up calls at eleven with that mm-hmm. picture. Ooh, okay, that'll definitely get me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that little cicada is back crawling around on those vines down in the basement, and uh, Agatha grabs it and just has this smile, and then starts chanting a spell over it. And she goes, "Mind control, classic. Um, quick in- incantation and feeble mind. You're ready to go." throws it at wanda doesn't even throw it just kind of opens her hand and controls it to go at wanda and it's crawling all over her face and like by her mouth trying to get in um that kind of creeped me out a little bit this part i was a little uneasy my my kid was freaking out she's like don't eat it don't eat it don't eat it don't eat it (laughs) (laughs) i I think we were all kind of thinking that at this point Mm -hmm. and then uh you know she told her about transmutation again I don't think Agnes is trying to be, Agatha is trying to be evil. She's showing Wanda all the different things you can do with magic. Well, and all the things that she has done. in Uh Uh-huh. Which is mind control and transmutation. Mm -hmm. Specifically. Um, It was kind of bird how she grabbed the bird and it kind of started squeaking. Mm, It wasn't a real bird. Uh, It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Explaining how, you know, this is an easy spell, but one you have to do a lot of studying. This one is a hard spell, the transformation. Mm-hmm. This is a hard spell. Even the most seasoned uh, you know, witches or magic users have to study their whole lives to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So she's giving a little bit more insight into how the hell are you able to do all this stuff at the same time? And so we're starting to understand why Agnes is questioning her and, and finding out who are you. Um, and so it's really cool, I think, how they wrote that to where they're showing what magic can do, but it's not easy. But mm-hmm. we see someone like Wanda that's just able to do it without even thinking about it. Like it's second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she's talking about how, like you said, that, uh, you know, you've got it going to the freaking edge of town, which is, to me, made it seem like that's kind of unheard of. Yeah, and a very important line is she said, "This is magic on autopilot. What's your secret, sister?" And then she throws that damn bird slash locust to the bunny, and it catches it and eats it. It's talented okay. bunny. Bunny's guts to eat. Mm-hmm. Bunny's guts to eat, but I've never seen a bunny catch a flying bird in midair and start eating it. Well, to be fair, how many times have you tried to throw a, a bird to a a rabbit do you really want to know or is this oh, just it? now i am actually. <laughs> and and uh <laughs> every man's guide was shut down by PETA. sure soon after um basically this is agnes saying you know what's your secret sister just tell me what the hell is this and uh wanda's just kind of in shock at this and she's like i need you to listen i'm like she's like hey wanda you know she almost looks like the snap the finger wanda over here and she's like tell me how you did this and wanda still is just adamant i didn't do anything i haven't done a thing and then agnes was really mean and slammed her up against the wall um mean agnes mean agnes witch bully or, or magnus Magnus. Magnus. Um, and, you know, then she brings her back says, you know, I tried to be gentle with you. And 
she's trying to keep Wanda basically from lying to her or if she doesn't you know trying to uh, literally shake these thoughts free just trying to get an answer out of her um and she's like i'm just trying to nudge you awake from this ridiculous fantasy so we know we know where agnes what side agnes is on of this equation now like without a doubt at this point mm -hmm. um and then i love her she goes what was it you said to your not brother oh yeah um you know you you recalled the feeling of being empty and being alone endless nothingness and i think this was a big foreshadowing for the rest of the episode mm -hmm. she said you know let's start there and she kind of does this little head turn and the door starts turning purple and she pulls Wanda's hair and plucks a hair, which was not nice. Magnus. Mean Agnes. And then she, uh, then all of a sudden she kind of has Wanda's hair go long and it goes purple, filled with Agnes's power and goes to the door and the door all of a sudden transmutes into an old like 1980s style door. Would you guys say? Yeah. She releases her and says, all right, let's go. And Wanda's like, no, no, I'm not going. And, uh, you know, again, Agnes is like, did the uh, sarcastic, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, did, do you have a choice here? You forget whose children are in their bewitched basement, which I thought was funny, a funny choice of wording, considering that one of the episodes was based off of bewitched. Yeah. You know, very witch heavy, words. very witchy. It's very witchy, witchy woman. It's a really witch heavy episode. And then you know, you, then you hear Billy and um, Tommy, the Creepo twins, start yelling out for Wanda, mm -hmm. "Help us! Help us!" The door opens, and uh, Agnes is like, "After you, superstar!" I mean, she's so mean sometimes. I love it. Um. Next thing you know, we're looking at an old style, like almost Russian kitchen. Um, you think, but then it's like this whole house is basically one room. Yeah. Uh, or what we're looking at. And um, we see some, uh, this lady there and we'll, um, Wanda goes, mama. And then someone walks in and she goes, papa. So we actually get a good look at Wanda's parents. First time, um, ever, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, is this the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Because we never saw them in Age of Ultron, did we? Yeah. And it was different now. And it's different people that, that were in the commercials. Yeah. Because uh, I'm almost hoping it was going to be the same two people in the commercials. But, oh, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was because hoping Because that could have been her parents. Right. And um, with those commentary throughout the entire episode in these memories. But mm -hmm. here's, you know, she's like, oh, I love the Cold War aesthetic. And, you know, everyone, Pietro's talking, she's like, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down a little bit, you know, so uh, I love it. And, and that seems so much more Catherine Hahn. Yes. You know, Agatha. Uh, but Which makes you wonder if that was improv. Yeah, yeah, which totally could have been, uh, but just shows how awesome she is. Yeah, I always, I always see that late later after this season or this series makes its run and we get to see stuff that were like that was actually like ad libbed and and mm -hmm. things that were brought in. 
So. Disney's usually pretty good about that, Marvel. So I'm I'm hopeful on that. Well, the mom's looking at the dad, and she opens the suitcase he brought in, and in the suitcase were DVDs. You guys remember what DVDs were in there? Oh, there was Bewitch and Malcolm in the Middle. I love Lucy. Uh, what was the other one? I'm gonna go back. Here. Adam's family. Adam's family. Who's the boss? Um, yeah, who's the boss? What was the one on bottom? Like uh, her fingers covering it, and it looks like it says Annie. I dream of Jeannie. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, so it's all it's all the ones that they took that they took um, not liberties with, but put, inspiration took bits to make the episodes. Yeah, inspiration. Thank you. Yeah. And Papa picks up Mama, and then like you know you see little Pietro, but there's something you notice whenever Papa takes his you know this is one of those little. We're always looking for the hexes, and we can never find the hexes. And when Papa takes his jacket off, and you look at his his sweater, the uh, you know it's a it's a winter snowflake pattern. But you know the middle across makes you know a bunch of little hexes that are. Connected. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, hmm. we got some hexes there. We found hexes. We're good. Found some more hexes. Yeah. Um. And there's yeah, a, you there's know. And you see Mephisto in this scene because there's that red coat hanging on the coat rack himself. He's been there the whole time. He it was there. Mephisto. Yeah. The devil's in the jacket details. You hear the grum. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then, you know, uh, Justin is right. Like, I remember just giggling the whole time when Angus is like, God, this kid. <laughs> We're right here. Quit yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of made you depressed when the mom was looking outside and you see it snowing, but stuff was burning and gunfire and people ducking for cover and the guy trying to jump over the fire, they get shot and killed, mm-hmm. which means Wanda's childhood. We knew it was rough. But this just confirms that it's even more rough than we originally thought because she grew up in a very, very war-torn country where it mm-hmm. was literally outside their door. Yeah. And, you know, they came from very modest means, very, very modest. You know, you could say poor. For money, her dad is having to sell used DVDs of American television mm-hmm. and, um, and not being able to sell them. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're seeing that, but you're also seeing that she came from a very loving family. Yeah. So she wasn't corrupted by, you know, no father figure or, you know, mom never loved or criticized. Like it was a very loving family. Um, and, and I think that's where a lot of her trauma comes from is that, you know, she's was used to being surrounded by love and, and support and one bomb, it takes it, takes that away. Do you think the dad was selling? Like I, I was trying to figure out his his job. Like I said, he's selling the DVDs. He's carrying those in a, in a briefcase. So you can see he's toting those around. I'm wondering if those were like legit, or if he was like that guy you see that's selling the bootleg stuff on the street. Because when he goes to pull, you know, the when because Wanda gets to pick the the show for movie night, and he's like, "Oh, we gotta get it from a special place." And he they go and pull Dick Van Dyke out of the the hidey hole. It's literally a hidey mm-hmm. hole in the wall behind a blanket. And then you see like boxes of Nikes and stuff in there. So like, mm-hmm. is he like Dick in the hidey hole? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
So they, <laughs> so they go pull Dick out of the hole, right? You want it's, it, it's the uh, Sokovian uh, glory hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just Dick and Nike's in there. But yeah, he's got like he's got <laughs> Dick in the hole. <laughs> well, actually, he was on the box. It was his Dick on the box, not in. Well, he's actually it's a box set, so technically it would be a dick. So like in the a box. dick in the box. I was going to say, box set. yeah, Dick Dyke box set. Then that's definitely Dick in the box. Yeah. It is Dick in the box. Yeah, man, they were the they need to be collecting on this. They were the originators of Dick in the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it just seemed very. I don't know, not suspect, it, but like maybe he's selling counterfeit stuff. I don't know. Like he, he's like a, you know, he's. You think he, He's not the he's a bad guy, but he's not the bad guy. You, <laughs> you think he's like a DVD mule? It doesn't mean he's bad guy. Bad guy. He's bad guy. Favorite <laughs> Ralph, but I I don't think it's bootleg because those are all. That's a, that's legit copy. Yeah. But I think it may be something to where it's their own because she's very familiar with all of these uh, and they've watched them, but they have to make money somehow. So it almost oh, seems like. Okay of their own that's what i'm thinking too and take the dick van dyke he put it in a special place uh because it was wanda's favorite so he's not going to try to sell wanda's favorite to try to get money but the rest of them they are but it also malcolm in the middle was in there which is kind of weird because this isn't in the 80s then Mm -hmm. this means that it's you know early 2000s at least early 2000s and they're dvds so they're you know late 90s early 2000s so which they which they were, I believe they said that Wanda was 10 during this point. 10, um, Pietro and Wanda. I mean, so about the time they hit Ultron stage, they were 20-ish. And so, if you remember, that's also the age of the twins right now, too. Mm-hmm. So if you put two and two bah, together, bah, bah. You know, that could be why they aged up to from 5 to 10. Could mm-hmm. be. Um, and you know, and Pietro's asking like, what should man again? And, um, and they say shenanigan is like problem, but more silly than scary mm-hmm. is what Wanda's explaining to him. More silly than scary, but sometimes scary. <laughs> yeah. Like mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just makes you want, like you guys are saying, this family really loves each other because they're trying to make it as normal as possible for their kids while they're sitting around the couch watching this television, watching the Dick Van Dyke show on this television while there is literally people dying outside their front door. You've got, you know, mom and dad sitting on the couch, just like Wanda and Vision sit on the couch in the, you know, Wanda on the same side as her mom. Like there's a lot of mirroring going on her reliving her happy times. Yeah, and it's very reminiscent of the Leave It to Beaver type of scene, to where the parents are on the couch, the kids are on this on the floor sitting, they're all together watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not something that would happen in 2021. You know, where the kids are down below. You know, no, the kids are taking over the couch, and you're like, please just scoot over, and, and they're spread out, and you're like, oh god, okay, fine, I'll just sit on the floor. Yeah, you know, and kids knew their place. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Pay attention to war-torn Sokovia kids. Yeah. And 
I don't know if the episode title of the Dick Van Dyke show show that they're watching, like I have a walnut or whatever it's called, has any meaning on anything, but it might later. If you want, I pu- actually pulled it up. I looked it up uh, uh-huh. at season two, episode 21. I can give mm-hmm. you a quick synopsis. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, it says uh, the name of the, the episode is It May Look Like a Walnut. So that's the name of it. And it says this installment finds Rob Petrie, Dick Van Dyke, staying up late to watch a spooky sci-fi movie on TV while his wife, Laura, Mary Tyler Moore, tries to ignore it because it freaks her out. In the movie, aliens from a planet Twilo come to Earth in disguise to slow down humanity's development by feeding us walnuts that contain a chemical element, absorptron. The walnuts take away our creativity and our thumbs. The two things that will get us into outer space to challenge the Twilonian supremacy. Um, the next day, walnuts are uh, seem to be the only food that Rob can find. He comes to believe that Laura is either playing a trick on him or that the Twilo Twilots the people from Twilo. The Twilights. Yeah, there you go. They're they're sparkly and very emo, and they can run really fast and really invaded. So it's basically a sci-fi, if you will, episode about um, not necessarily body snatchers, but people who are on Earth trying to pose as human to stop um, human development. Alien invaders that could pose and look and disguise themselves to look like humans? Hmm. Heard this. We've seen this, haven't we? I know the dude. When was this? Which movie... (laughs) I know this. So yeah, it's it's by them calling it out. I mean, she clearly says season two, episode twenty-one. Right. And so I mean, they're they're begging us to look this up, and so that has to have some relevance. And I think I think it does have some relevance, uh, for sure. Do you think it is a direct correlation of what's happening in the show? Like you know, they're superpowered beings that are trying to take like like a correlation like maybe being sword like the superpower beings from outer space and then dick van dyke is trying to stop the invasion so he's like sword well it's and the the aliens are trying to slow humanity's development well what is a mutant it's the next evolution of humanity's development right um and so i think that definitely plays straight into i mean you you watch or read anything with magneto and magneto wanda's dad in the comics uh, says that mutants are the next the higher form of uh, human evolution Mm -hmm. and so i think that's where it's it's coming into play is that it's talking directly about human evolution and trying to stop that human evolution, that human development. And I think that's where I got um, the- I like that. Just off of that, I think that there's something else from the description of that Dick Van Dyke episode and what it was. So if we think back a few episodes ago when they had the whiteboard up and they have all these theories going on about what's happening with the hex and who's causing it and blah, blah, blah. Do you remember like off to one side, you could kind of barely make it out what was on the board? Mm Mm-mm remember scrolls were on there yeah right oh yeah and yes. scrolls are able to shape shift to appear to mm-hmm. be humans just like these walnut aliens by 
Yeah. 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 They come to earth. The Twilo come to earth in disguise. Scrolls come to earth in disguise. Yeah. Very I much. can see that. Bum, bum, I bum. can see that. Dun, dun. Wanda's, you know, just looking all. I need that like sound this, effect. This big smile. Doo-doo. And that one. Oh. <laughs> and you're looking at the one that goes, wah, wah, wah. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> We're really going to go full shot, Jack morning show. So. It's Chris and Kyle in the morning. <laughs> it's it, it's Chris. It's Dingo and the baby. <laughs> um, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Chris and Kyle in the morning. Ah! Um, this is a very pivotal scene because this is showing us what actually happened during Age of Ultron. Um, the backstory. Wanda's smiling real big, and next thing we know, it goes out to a side view, and there's an explosion, and everything goes black. Explosion. Explosion. You hear stuff cracking, breaking, and next thing you know, everything's dark because you know there's no power because this whole place just blew, and there's chunks of c- cement and concrete all over the place, and you can hear some sort of engine, which makes you think it was, you know, like cars are getting out of there. Or you, you don't know what's happening, but Wanda's looking up and her apartment's destroyed. You don't see any, we don't see any signs of mom or dad. Mm-hmm. Pietro grabs Wanda and they go hide under the bed. And, you know, stuff's all of a sudden something hit in the middle of the room and it's the Stark Industries bomb that we saw that with the blinking red where we saw the blinking red from the commercial in episode one. The toaster. Wait, yeah, it was a toaster. toaster. (laughs) And didn't they say something about, it, it was about time with the toaster, like you don't, when you don't have time, something like that, or you have I can't remember. I need to go back and rewatch that. I think yeah. they referenced something. I think this is a reference to this next part. Um, so Dick Van Dyke was still playing, oddly enough, on the television. It's weird. And, the power didn't cut off and the DVD didn't skip at all. But like, that was the thing. That, it's like somebody was when, able to keep the illusion of the television show playing on the screen to give them comfort. Whenever <laughs> I watch shows like this, that's unfortunately... I'm like, wait, how's the power still on? If a yes, DVD's not skipping. I don't think so, but I have to suspend my, you know, my fanboyism. <laughs> and I, I think, I think that's every one of us. If you're listening to this show, odds are you think the exact same thing. You just don't vocalize it. We're gonna say it for you. <laughs> we'll say it for you. Um, but do you guys notice how it immediately calmed Wanda down? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was her actually keeping it going. This is an early sign of her oh, you think so? able being able to project some type of comforting alternate reality reality bending powers of hers to you know because it does it does cut to her talking with Agnes here in a minute, and Agnes brings up the the fact or the point that like maybe it was actually Wanda that kept the bomb from exploding with a. Uh, probability hex i think is what she called it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so she had baby witch powers then maybe she had the ability to project this onto the tv 
to, you know, keep some type of comfort for her and OG Pietro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wanda's reaching out and Agnes pulls her back and says, you used a probability hex, which is the first time we've heard probability hex used. That's what Wanda's power is in the comic. Well, one storyline. Um, and then Wanda, she's, and then what was the next line that Agnes said? She said something about used a probability hex and Walton's like, no, it's it, the bomb never went off. It was a dud. And my wife and I kind of argued about this last night. And I'm like, so, and then she's like, you were trapped, trapped for how long? And Wanda said two days. And then it kind of clicked with Wanda. And I sat up at that point going, they just retconned the Scarlet Witch here to show that she had her powers before the Infinity Stone. They just retconned her. They just retconned her to be a mutant with some magical problem powers too. I think it was a smart retcon though, because you you get some of those sometimes that it's just like, okay, well, that never even happened. Mm-hmm. But but they did it really well with this. They they made it believable. Like, okay, well, you're seeing a little bit more of the backstory now that you never heard before. And it it makes sense. It's just not like, you know, the first they three movies didn't happen kind of thing. Right. Like it it's believable. And it's done they really did well. Say, well. I agree. They said they're saying it did happen. Yeah. But here's how it happened and why. Yeah. So I, I agree. Um you think so, okay, uh, I just said this uh-huh. thought pop in. I gotta get it out before I lose it. We we talked about Scarlet Witch, you know, she's not called, you know, one is not called Scarlet Witch up to this point and in the movies. And we all kind of felt, and especially you guys that know the backstory that she was kind of underdeveloped and that there was just like a lot lacking with her up until now, which now, mm-hmm. you know, they can then go full, uh, full Marvel universe with her mm-hmm. Bef- before you think they purposefully left something pretty vague in her story leading up to this point because they didn't have rights to her yet as just kind of hedging their bets like okay we're going we're in the process of getting these we're going to get these rights but we can't tell this story right now so if we leave it vague enough and we leave enough little gaps in here we can come back and fill them in later to make this make sense with what we actually want to do with her and the mutants and everything down the line when it comes time i would say so it makes sense I would, I would, that makes uh, complete sense. And just again, knowing how Marvel likes to do stuff, how like they like to plan for contingencies. Mm -hmm. I could see them doing that. And just for the, the writing purposes, she's never had a standalone movie. So there hasn't been enough time to specifically write quite a bit. Yeah. And um, I, I think that gave them a, a good opportunity to be able to put some areas in and retcon some things that might make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a retcon in the traditional retcon sense. It was just now they're able to fill those holes in that were purposefully left there for the sake of them being able to come back and fill in the holes later when they had full rights to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, makes me think about like hooded justice in, um, the Watchmen. So in the in the graphic novel and in the, the movie, 
Hooded Justice is, has a brief mention as the first, you know, superhero in this, um, in the in the graphic novel, but isn't really like explained much. And then the television show, the HBO Watchmen television show, retcons and gives him a full backstory and how and why he was the first, mm-hmm. and really did a great great job of how to expertly write a retcon and explain a backstory of a small character in the original work. And it seems like that's exactly what they're doing here as well. In a smart way. Yeah. 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 Very smart. Yeah. Um, this was, I know I keep saying Agnes has classic lines in this, but she really does. She has some great one-liners in this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is what is what I see here is a baby witch obsessed with sitcoms. Um, therapy ahead of her. Yeah, with years of therapy ahead of her, and it, but it pulls together because it doesn't explain your recent hijinks, doesn't explain what you're doing now, and she says, "Where'd you get the big guns, Wanda?" Like her whole demeanor changes, mm-hmm. and we know for a fact Agnes is trying to get down to this to find out where you know we're seeing part of the trauma but Agnes thinks there's more. Um, and then Wanda responds, I don't want to go back there. And she's like, I know you don't angel, but it's good medicine. Yeah. And the only way forward is back. And then a door unlocks and it's a very, very, very high tech door. Um, and you see like this facility and Wanda walks into it. Um, it is important to note, which we failed to mention earlier too, is Wanda is Wanda in these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's it's not like she's watching it. herself. Yeah, she's reliving it. So when she walks out, she t- becomes the age she was during these flashbacks. And this gives a lot more backstory on how they joined Hydra. And she said, oh, Wanda, the rebellious years, you know, and kind of, she said, your reaction to the bombing of your civilian apartment building, building and the murder of your parents was to join, uh, what'd she say, was to join an anti-freedom terrorist organization. Yeah. yeah. And Wanda says, you know, just tells her, we wanted to change the world. And so that's to me gave me some some clarity into age of ultron it's not that they just happened to come across them or steal them as children or something and raise them Mm -hmm. this is what happened so i got some closure on that Mm -hmm. on age of ultron um so i'm not gonna lie to that i mean that kind of bugged me a little bit every time i watched age of ultron how they ended up there because you know inherently wanda and pietro aren't evil and what struck me about that too is the way that she said we wanted to change the world mm-hmm. wasn't they wanted to change the world she didn't sound apologetic about being part no. of that. and so is this an indication that she still has some of those tendencies inside of her and you know the last episode we saw that um oh she was talking with Ag- Agnes, I guess, but mm-hmm. thing was happening, and oh no, no, it was she was talking to Captain Rambo, um, and she said, you know, you can, 
you know, do something to me if you want. And she said, see, there you didn't. That's how I know you're different then. And so I think it's really interesting that she has this streak of goodness in her, you know, that, you know, she loves and has humanity and all that. But we also see this side that, uh, you know, whenever she wants revenge, whenever she is, uh, thinks that she's been wronged, she's non-apologetic. She, mm-hmm. she doesn't say, well, that was, that was when I was younger. I did some stupid stuff and, you know, uh, you know, all those things I read on the internet kind of tricked me into believing this conspiracy theory, you know, or something like that. No, no, it's, you know, she was very much, we wanted to change the world. Right. Um, and so I think that's really interesting, that insight into Wanda's mindset here moving forward. Good point, sir. Mm-hmm. With that, uh, guys, I need to take a quick bathroom break from drinking this Coke. Okay. If you guys want to get up for a sec. No, good. You good? Okay. All right, let's talk bad about him while he's gone. All right, so we are now watching Wanda walk into the cell. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute here. I on to you fellas. Did you change shirts on me? Not to my knowledge. What? I, I was wearing a wasn't I wearing my Peloton shirt? I was wearing a blue shirt. Mine was purple, the color of Agatha. That was now I'm wearing a Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure I had did I have pants on last time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that would be a first time. Yeah. So what just happened mm-hmm. here then? Because literally weren't we wearing different shirts? I think we were. It's what be... did Agatha call it? Probability? Hex? A, pro- a probability hex? Well, shit. I think we just got hit by a probability hex. It's, it's very probability. Probable that it was. Probable. Words are hard. Probable. Words are really hard after you've been hexed. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle was was uh, tired earlier and he took a nip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> so, well, after our weird snafu with a wardrobe malfunction mm-hmm. um wanda is walking into the cell that we know to be in um was it sarcovia where they were captured yeah well not captured but volunteered she volunteered. volunteered yeah yeah she, she volunteered but... to be tribute in her very hunger games looking outfit that's right yeah. um okay and let's backtrack a little bit here because right. I was actually reading something. Um, when we were harping about the DVDs, we were actually spot on on that. That Dick Van Dyke um, box set didn't even come out till 2015. Really? So, so Marvel just might have actually shot themselves in the foot with this one. Hmm. Um, and because most of those DVD sets, so they put the time when they got bombed between like 97, 98, the Malcolm in the middle, Malcolm in the middle DVD set that they showed didn't come out to 2002, I believe. So either Marvel did not think about this one, or this is going to have a deeper meaning. Mm. I could see this one being a simple oversight. Yeah. I, I could too. Um, kind of like a jeans guy on Mandalorian. Or the Starbucks cup on uh, in, uh, Game, of- Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, that was ye old Starbucks, though, so that mm. was okay. But yeah, it's, I mean, it could have been a simple oversight, but yeah, that Dick Van Dyke set didn't come out till 2015. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah, you would think that, like, it's 2015, like, DVDs are, are slowly kind of, well, I guess a Dick Van Dyke, so it's an older audience and probably DVDs yep. would be the best. But you it's new to them. Where are we, Johnny? Don't well, forget to rewind it. <laughs> it's not real, Grandpa. They probably don't have the of internets to stream things in Sokovia either. So that's true too. You look yeah. at the conditions that they're in, what they're living in, all of that. It was nothing. Like literally, there was nothing there. Hmm. So, okay. So, Wanda walks in the room. So, and I'm looking at my little Easter egg stuff that I wrote down too. Um, she's looking around. And lo and behold, what's the first thing that we see in that room? We see Loki's Loki staff. staff. So there's our Easter egg on this room right here. Um, Loki scepter. So we know that because um, we didn't actually see Loki scepter in Age of Ultron. Mm. So this is interesting to see how this all happened. Um, and then, the, you know, we find out that Pietro and Wanda have volunteered for the, I don't want to call it like the Hydra Liberation Army, but it's just, just for Hydra in general. Um, and they wanted, they keep saying, touch the sample. And Wanda just looks frightened at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then she's explaining to Agnes that you know, she was frightened and she, she's walking closer to it. That staff starts rattling. It's, it's, um, responding to Wanda. Every other, the scientist says every other person that's touched it has died. Yeah. Or he uh, hits the mute button. He's like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. she, she doesn't know that. <laughs> um, and Oh, another interesting fact. Um, so how we, we said that, um, you know, we uh, went through the first part and the first commercial was the bomb. And then, um, you know, the time was one of the other parts of her life. So this confirms that it still may be linked to Time Stone, but it, um, I think it was Justin, was it you that said that you think it's linked to her trauma? And so these, these were all linked to her trauma. But thanks to this episode previously on, we now know that the shark on the yo magic was agatha oh okay. because you know how the uh. shark fed off of the magic of the kid once he tried to open the yo magic agatha fed off the um life forces of or she fed off the life force of the kid she fed off the life forces of her coven which means she could still be doing this so the shark is confirmed to be agatha at this point and well the kid did turn into a shriveled up husk exactly like the coven did and so, so you think this, this is the reliving of the soap commercial then like i think this one yeah i think this one could be the soap commercial because hydra soak it was a very blue commercial if i remember right right find the goddess within she finds her power be because of this next part coming up yes. because of this next part yeah 
Yeah. I'm not even throwing yep. spoiler so alerts out there because if you're like, oh, what about the next part? While well, you're listening to this, that's your own damn fault because you know. Actually, gonna... it, it may be a spoiler alert. I've heard a couple people have listened to our Nurkies, but without even watching the episode first. Oof. Well, you know. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Fire beware. But, thank but you. why <laughs> would you do this? <laughs> Man, I thought you were saying that the Yo Gabba Gabba. She was a shark in the Yo Gabba Gabba. No. <laughs> You're like, no. oh my god, that is such a dark kid show. I've never seen it. I don't have. <laughs> no, you know, you know the the long prickly one with the bumps on it. Uh, that was Agatha. She was the French tickler. Okay, well, that ah. would definitely make. But in the commercial, the Yo Magic. She wasn't. Uh, that's that's what you're saying. So in the commercial. Yeah, in the commercial. In commercial. Okay, I got you. Because I was trying to wrap my head around how she was sucking the life out of a small child on Yo Gabba Gabba. I was just if like, you've watched the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes I've been there. DJ Lance just literally just you can feel all life just being drained from you. <laughs> so yeah. Um <laughs> the staff the staff is reacting. Um all of a sudden the um would you consider that the gem i guess you would because it's we know it's the stone yeah. um but it's inside the gem i guess yeah the protecting gem protective housing yeah. it's like a like a supernatural kinder egg really <laughs> that's exactly what it is um <laughs> that's a good i like that one um it flies out of the scepter and in and right hovers in front of Wanda. And if you look real close, it looks huge, but it's actually, you know, it's the normal scepter size, but there is one single point of light that's really reflecting out of it the most, which we can assume that's the mind gem. Mm -hmm. I think we can safely assume this at this part. Um, Wanda reaches out to touch it and the thing just, shatters and there's the mind gem and all its yellow glory mm -hmm. um and then there's like an explosion but it's not really an explosion it's like a magical explosion or like a like it was magic yeah magic because that's that's wondering if you if you watch the episode right when that happens the you know the yellow comes out and the scientists react to this thing but then whenever they're watching the video, you know, here soon, we'll see uh, of it happening. It just shows her up and then down. And so I'm wondering if the scientists actually saw this or if the, cause they, when they were watching the video, mm -hmm. they kept saying, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand what happened. So I wasn't sure the first time I watched it or even the second, I guess, um, if they were saying, I don't know what happened because the video didn't record it because it just cut right to her being down or i don't know what happened because they didn't see that and and i kind of fall on the side of they didn't see they just saw her fall mm -hmm. and um but whenever if you watch on the the episode whenever it does explode all yellow they actually react to it and so what do you guys think that makes me I think, think they think saw that, it if they react i don't to think it. that they saw anything I think it's the mind stone, so it's all in their head and all in Wanda's head. Mm -hmm. Look again here. I, I took their reaction as 
they're trying to find the footage of it happening and they they just don't understand what happened. I'm going back to see if we can see them react to the poof. But so what I think they reacted to was actually um the staff was wiggling. It was reacting to her. I think that's what they were reacting to. Because they looked, if you notice, they looked up right when the stone quote unquote flew out of the scepter. Yeah. yeah, but it was rattling the whole thing. So I think that's what they were reacting to. Tell us what and you I'm think assuming... in the comments. <laughs> yeah, a huge really. one guy stood up, so it's not like they were rushing in or trying to. So I can see that. That's but what would I you rush in? It... Like, uh, I am. A... Well, it <laughs> it it killed everyone else that it touched. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're two. So I don't think they would have run in mid-level hydra scientists in a war-torn third-world country. I don't think that's Bob, in your pay grade. Bob and Travis. Yeah. Bob and Travis behind the glass. No, I don't. Bob and Travis. Well, we don't know if that's their name. That's their name now. If one Phil. of them. Died. Hey Phil. Hey, hey Phil. Place. So that's just hydra math. So it shatters. Wanda looks at it and. You know, it's covered, bathed in light, and then just the wind. It's like wind or, you know, uh, power hits her. I guess that's more accurate than wind. And she's looking, and then um, there is this outline of this figure. This, I can never say the word. What It starts with an S. Silhouette? Silhouette, yes. The silhouette, I can never say it. Um, It's this. There's an Easter egg in here. Number one, I froze up again. I think you said silhouette, so I don't know what you <laughs> silhouette. That's hot. Um, I think this is Wanda's costume. This is showing Wanda kind of the future. Uh, if you look, that's the same Scarlet Witch headdress from the comics, and it looks like the um, the cape that she wears in the comics it looks like the full outfit it's not the the modern silhouette and if you look that's wanda's costume from the comic with the headdress the cape and it's it's her traditional costume it looks like mm -hmm. not this edgy sexy you know current mcu leather scarlet witch stuff wanda maxima but this is like her classic costume if you kind of look you have to pause it at just the right moment it looks like there's someone inside of that. Um, Are you saying someone else besides? Someone else besides Okay. inside that costume. You have to pause it just right, but it looks like that there is someone else inside there. Hmm. Like there, so. Okay, so you're saying there's the, the, the costume and then there's somebody else in there besides that? Yeah, the, yeah you know how the costume's like tall and floating? Yeah. Someone else is walking inside of it. Hmm. like on the ground i think that's just her in the costume with her legs i think it's just her legs it might be but it kind of also looks like it could be something taller uh... you guys are probably right but that's what it looked like to me it looked like 
there was a right moment when you paused it just right. It looked like there was another like head inside of like where her chest is. Yeah, I've paused it several times. I'm not seeing it, so I'm not saying you're wrong. But no, no, no. It's I'll I'll try and find it again. But I like how it also, as this figure is coming down, you can see what she's doing with her hands. Mm-hmm. It's very much what Elizabeth Olsen does whenever she does the, you know, prop hex or whatever powers. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely is the embodiment of whether it is actually Wanda Maximoff or, you know, just the symbolic nature of passing the torch of the Scarlet Witch. Right. Uh, yeah so cool scene though very cool it's a great scene um right after it it literally knocks her on her ass and the the broken scepter gem is still in the scepter Mm -hmm. which is another reason why i think it was the mind stone just messing with her right and why the scientists didn't see it that makes Mm -hmm. so tell me this okay we so are we agreeing that they're retconning it's not the experiments necessarily that gave her powers but now it's more that mutant ability where it unlocked the powers that was already inside of her i don't think i think explicitly said it yet but i think that's what it is i think it's more like they retconned it to mutants have always been in the mcu just never said um because they didn't know what it was i guess but it I think it, it enhanced her already latent mutant ability. Right. Okay. That's, I, I think that's what it did. I think it enhanced it. I think instead of just saying it unlocked it because she already had the ability. Look at the, look at the bomb. She held it off for two days. Right. I think it's just an enhancement. Right. Um, and, or maybe, maybe it unlocked, like you guys are saying, maybe it unlocked like the magical part. Okay. I mean, you've seen it in some of the... <clears throat> the fox mutant stuff that you know a traumatic event can trigger mm-hmm. um bringing about the yep, the yep. mutant ability you know typically it's like around puberty to 13. Yep. Thir- you know between 13 and like what 18 20 somewhere in there like somewhere in that around there yep seven year range but um if there's a lower ability then a traumatic event can trigger that like you know kind of like what you saw with the deadpool and that was a combination of things but um she had so much promise of mm-hmm. maybe it was just you know that latent ability i think i think the yeah, that with the mind stone and the the culmination of it all that's that's where they're going with it that, that yeah. it has to be yeah and my my latent ability was unlocked in seventh grade gym whenever i had to shower and everyone <laughs> had body hair and i didn't that's when my latent ability really unlocked <laughs> oh don't want to talk about it. So I'm wondering then. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Wrong there, <laughs> uh, some other MCU properties, because they're definitely recon- <laughs> uh, retconning. And so are we going to have Inhumans and Mutants? Or is this totally rewriting No More Inhumans? Because there is an Inhuman movie. I never saw it because it was so bad. So the in- Joe. This, so the Inhumans got their powers from the um, is it Tetragon Tetragon Mist? Ter- 
Tetragon, Tetragon. Yeah. I think it's Tetragon. I might be wrong. Um, but it starts with a T. I think Tetragon's the spice. Maybe Tetragon then. Do they get Damn the spice it. from the rock that comes up whenever yeah, they close these superpowers? That, that's how they get they get their abilities, but if you delve deeper into the mythos of this in the comics, it's not that it just gives them superpower, like any old, like you, me, or Kyle. It doesn't give us superpowers. It's people who had the gene to begin with because they're all, um, I want to say it was Cree. They're all descendants of Cree that hit, that came from the, to the earth. Hmm. Um, and that kind of just goes into the whole Captain Marvel right universe too but so it's it you know they're descendants of these agents that came to the earth and it just unlocked their abilities um so i think you're you're looking at apples and oranges it's i could be wrong you know they might just all lump them all together because i mean we've got the um let's see that was inhuman what's the movie coming out uh, is that the not externals um new mutants eternals eternals i got you the eternals um they're a completely separate thing too they're a cosmic race Mm. i'm created by the celestials so i mean it's i think we've got like a b and c okay so am i right i don't know because i don't know what the hell direction that they're taking right now i mean we think we do stuff starting to come together but they've they have already announced no season two of this they said once this is it this is it so i kind of figured that's that's what would happen too that there would be i did too yeah a one-off yeah be a one and done man i, I would that i prefer them to have just an amazing season that kicks off phase four instead of having um uh, you know wandavision part two you know and you know season fizzle vision you're just like oh man but that first season was so good yeah well it's like it's like watchmen on hbo you know i kind of wanted another season but i was kind of happy they didn't because it just told this phenomenal story and it ended it there and i'm I'm with you on that that's how i feel about this yeah if if we get a good run and we get good ending and we get good maybe not necessarily closure but it tells the story and it finishes the story I, I hate it when shows start milking it out and, and dragging it out for as long as they can and the show goes, you know, bad or stale or whatever, because I don't want to lose interest in this and I don't want that to happen because of something like that. Yeah, right. Tell the story, be done with it, and let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's why I was impressed this was a nine-episode series and not 22 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. because you watch, uh, for instance, The Flash on CW. Like first season was great. Second season, you know, and, and in my opinion, every season's kind of gone down. Same with Arrow. Um, second season wasn't bad on Flash. Third season, yeah. first season was great. Second season, not bad. Third season, uh, you know, so it's just kind of. But by having twenty-two episodes, there are several episodes in there that's just like that didn't need to even be in there. Yeah. And with only nine episodes, we get every week we're like oh my god this was the best oh my god this was the best oh my god this was and that's where you want your fans is to always be excited not okay that well that episode was fine but you know maybe next week so i think they're doing the right thing they're, they're are lo- you describing our podcast right <laughs> meta okay. way maybe <laughs> well yeah i ain't mad at you 
<laughs> feedback. 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 So, okay. So Wanda's in a cell. Next thing we know, the cell looks very familiar because that's one of the cells in uh, Age of Ultron that we've seen. And she's watching the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And they're watching Wanda on the screen, which is kind of creepy in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are sites for that now. And then they're showing the videotape and Wanda's walking into the room. The next thing you know, she's lying on the ground. And then is that blood all over the bench? I was trying to figure out what that is. I think it's rust. Yeah, Just think- a, yeah, something to show that it's not the best of environments. But isn't that a stone bench? Mm-hmm. Nah, I think it's metal. Yeah, you can you see think? like the, you can see on the ends of it where it's okay, like okay. a rod. And yeah, because I was thinking might have been like blood, which that would also show the, not the best of environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the TV turns off on her, and there is old Wanda and Agatha standing there, and you know Agatha's telling her, "So little orphan Wanda got up close and personal." With what she said, with an infinity stone. Yeah. And then she said, which amplified what would have otherwise died on the vine. Do you guys take it that her powers would have died out or the magical side of it? Because she still has the hex powers. I mean, she was born with. But I don't think she retconned this. Yeah. I don't think she would have ever known she had the powers if she hadn't volunteered, if it hadn't all of this. She would have just gone on, you know, weird things may have happened. Mm-hmm. Each set may have turned off every now and then, or, you know, a bomb takes two, two days and doesn't go off. Right. Just chalks it up to, oh, well, that was lucky. I uh, think you're right. I think you're right. About died on the vine. She wouldn't know, but this unlocked. And now she has not only all of these latent abilities that are coming out, but also it's magnifying, amplifying them. I agree. I think that's what that means also. Um, and then Agatha's starting to piece together stuff and she tells her, you know, little broken pieces of you are starting to come together, Buttercup. I just like how she calls her all these little names. Yeah. Um, and she looks at her just kind of freaking says, I've got a theory, you know, I need more. Mm-hmm. I think the way that she's talking to her, it's cool because it just shows how not scared of her she is. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a lack of respect, but there's a, a lack of decorum. Right. Uh, you know, if you were afraid that she was going to rip you apart, you wouldn't be calling her toots and, and buttercup and things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. I think it's a cool, cool thing. And I honestly think that's probably Catherine Hahn as well. Some of that ad libbing because that seems a lot like her. Yeah, I agree. Next thing you know, we are in this house where Wanda is watching Malcolm in the middle. Um, and they're walking in and you know, she asks, where are we? And we find out it's the Avengers compound. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sit- so we n- She's sitting on the end of the bed like exactly the same way she was sitting on that bench um, in Sokovia in the little cell thing. Still... And, and when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Sitting is the new smoking. Remember that. Sitting is the new smoking. <laughs> um, 
But the thing with this scene is we find out it's the Avengers compound. So this means this is right after Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in between Age of Ultron and Civil War at this point then. Mm-hmm. So we know the time frame. Um, she says, you know, this is the first home that Vision and her ever shared. And it, it technically... She was right, but Vision lived there because it's the Avengers compound. Wanda was kind of under surveillance by them because she was basically a terrorist at this point because um, she worked for Hydra. So in Wanda's, I think I find it interesting, the, the phrasing that this is the first home Vision and I ever shared because she saw it as home. She never saw herself as a prisoner there. Yeah. We'll take on it for sure you know it's probably until civil war whenever hawkeye comes to break her out uh and she has that conversation with vision are you trying to keep me here and he's talking about how you know it's for your own protection mm-hmm. or protection she's like i'm i can i can protect myself he's like i know it's for everyone else um and so it's Definitely the she probably thought it was home until all the way up until then. Yeah. Right. Um, next thing you know, what I loved about this part was Vision walks through the wall and says, Sorry, I don't mean to intrude, which is I think an Easter egg from the other movies where Vision still didn't learn how to go through when they mentioned why don't you just go through the door? He doesn't get that it's rude to intrude and just walk through the wall, face through the wall. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a nod to the uh, other movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe. Okay. Um, and I do like the little sweater Vision's wearing. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah. dapper. He's very well-kept Vision. He's a well-kept Vision. And this is early in their relationship when you know, she invites him to sit down and they aren't actually dating or whatever it is a synthesoid and want to do. Um, and then she's watching, and I remember this episode vividly where Hal's on Malcolm in the middle building that gazebo and he hits it and then it falls on him. And I guess she has uh, to like explain sitcom humor to Vision. It's like, it's not that kind of show. And then I'm trying to see, there's DVDs there. And I was trying to see what the DVDs are. I think they're Malcolm in the Middle, but I couldn't tell what, there's definitely I Love Lucy. You see the heart. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you at this point that they're all the ones from the shows that she was, that we've seen in WandaVision. I believe so. They look like they're all the ones from that case her dad has. I I can kind of make out Bewitched. Um, I don't see the Dick Van Dyke box set. Definitely see Malcolm in the Middle. I love Lucy. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Look that. Ha ha ha! Malcolm in Middle might be Friends. It almost looks like Friends on the right, the next to the bottom. I really don't see Wanda watching Friends though, so I'm going to strike that. She might not watch Friends, <laughs> or she might. <laughs> Chandler, that was the worst Chandler ever. I, I didn't remember. You tried. <laughs> you tried so hard. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Um, 
so they're talking and this is kind of a very very emotional scene Mm. this just shows how broken wanda was to begin with right after age of ultron so we're looking and vision says you know i'd like to know i I, you should tell me um something that would be of comfort to you and then just immediately she turns to him comfort just snaps at him um and then she says the only thing that bring me comfort is seeing him again this is right after Pietro died. Yeah. Which I still don't understand how a mutant by the nickname of, by the code name of Quicksilver got shot multiple times. It's Joss Whedon writing. I know. I don't understand it. <laughs> I think it's interesting in this scene you see on Vision's face him trying to understand human response, human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's talking about, well, you know, I read blah, 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 blah. And he's trying to console her, which is a very human quality, but doesn't really know how to. And uh, it made me think of, uh, you know, with another pop culture with data on, um, yeah. Um, next generation, how, you know, he kept trying and got a little bit more human, a little bit more human, the more he was exposed to different situations. And so I kind of see that's what Vision's doing here is, you know, this is probably the first time he's experienced death with somebody close to him as far as, you know, not necessarily they died, but someone close to him experiencing death. So he's trying to kind of um, understand what she's going through, what it would take to help help her grieve right. with that. Right. Ultimately, through that, he says probably one of the most beautifully written lines that I've ever heard in any marvel let alone you know not just marvel but just television shows at all it was like i paused it after he says the line and i looked at my wife and i was like that is amazing <laughs> so um anyways don't want to get ahead so go ahead no 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 you're you're fine dude it's i wholeheartedly agree with everything you just this is just so well written yeah. like there haven't been really Honestly, any points in the series that I just kind of roll my eyes at, go, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, nothing too cheesy. I mean, mm-mm. that didn't, well, I mean, the some of the sitcom stuff was cheesy, but that was with purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, that's cheesy. You know, um, I, I liked your data uh, reference there, though, because I never really thought about that way, but he's, he's very, Data like he yeah. is. The only difference is Data got that emotion chip put in him, and we all remember that weird, freaky episode mm-hmm. in the um, movie. In the movie, was it the movie, or was uh, it the episode, or was it TV? It was movie, wasn't it? Episode, but then it comes comes back in the movie. Oh, okay, that's right. Whenever you have your um, Star Trek Next Generation episode, uh, we can talk more about it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm good with that. So the um. The only difference between, well, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but between data and vision is vision already had emotions because he's, he's 
all those uh, individuals. Mm -hmm. Jarvis, Ultron, uh, Banner, Stark. Who else? In the comics, he was he was only his template was um, Simon Williams, Wonder Man. Yeah, and the other difference is Data's pretty strong, but he wouldn't be able to pick up Thor's hammer. So you know, no, or face through walls. Yeah, that too. And then Wanda tells you, you know, I'm just so tired, and it knocks me down when I try to stand up. Um, she says that it just comes for me again, which you know, this is all signs of depression right here. I agree. Yeah. So grief and depression. She's just she's feeling like she's drowning. Um, it's it's bad. It it shows you just how much trauma Wanda has gone through, and for how long. Yeah, yeah. and it's pretty much been her entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and Vision says, you know, I've always been alone, so I can't understand what you know the sense of grief that you're sharing. Um. And he's never loved anyone and never had a loved one to lose, which I think is very uh, big foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. um, and then what was the line, Justin? Say it again, because it was such a great line. Well, he said, um, to start out with, it can't be all sorrow, can it? Um, he says, but what is grief if not love uh, persevering? Oof, so good. That's deep. Uh, and it's such a beautiful way to think about death and think about grief whenever you think back to loved ones you know a, a parent or a grandparent or a close friend or something like that you know our natural human emotion is to be sad that grief those waves of grief one minute you think you're okay and the next minute it just hits you um you know like you're talking about with depression as well um but specifically with grief he's you know trying to say of course well, the thing that is really pushing that through is that love that is there. And so it's just love persevering. Beautiful. And then, you know, there's Dewey's like in concrete or something at one point and Vision starts laughing, goes, you know, sorry. She goes, no, it's funny. It's okay. And then, you know, Vision has the, Wanda's just kind of looking at him, just like new eyes, I think at this point and vision's just i i've never seen vision looking nervous until this part <laughs> right um also can see where this is the beginning of the relationship this is the beginning where she is starting to have feelings and, and probably vice versa uh towards them and so that's why this is such a pivotal moment for agatha to take her back to is because without this moment they wouldn't there wouldn't be a wandavision there wouldn't be right like that yeah. but it also you know the the line that she says was that you know vision's the one that was able to bring you back from the darkness every time and that's exactly what this show is um you know mm -hmm. the reason they're in the situation is because it was always vision that brought her back and it's i think it's awesome that the synthesoid so the non-human was more human um in this instance than any of the rest of the avengers you know no one else could bring her back and show her that humanity except for vision i've said it once i'll say it again vision's the most human out of all the avengers mm -hmm. he really is um he has all we the pan human. out to all the human 
pan out to old Wanda and Agatha and Agatha's kind of turning her head a little bit and wiping her eye. <laughs> I, Wait, it's like a sarcastic, like wipe of the eye. Yeah. I, I, I kind of empathy or, or emotions. I kind of think, yeah, I kind of think the same thing. She said, uh, she goes, I so want to believe recap, Agatha was sad. I want to believe she was sad. Uh, i want to too but then she says the uh next lines so to recap parents dead brother dead vision dead she's just being she's just stating facts she's got bullet points that she's got to get through and and she's just trying to press her buttons to get a reaction out of her to get her to use her powers almost um because i mean she just keeps pressing her buttons and keeps pressing her buttons or like we're talking about maybe she just has no empathy towards anything she's just evil well well she's saying you know you're right there this is you know what happens when there's no vision to draw you back you're right there what pushed it what pushed your buttons wanda She's like, I don't know. She's like, vision's gone. You wanted him back. You know, what happened? And then Wanda looks at him and says, I wanted him back. And then here is Sword Headquarters, a very bum, familiar bum. looking Sword Headquarters. Uh, where, and then Wanda's walking in with a purpose at this point. Um, and she goes up to the front desk and meets uh kenny the receptionist again who blocked monica boy this guy is just a bad reception he doesn't let anyone talk to anyone maybe that's, he's a really good receptionist like he's really doing his job but he's he's getting he's micromanaged the, to the point he's probably gonna quit like <laughs> he's he's the david spade of this place he's like <laughs> and you are <laughs> That would have been so, a great cameo, actually, for that. Yeah, <laughs> and you are. And then Rob walks back behind him and goes, making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be in that little chair going by. You hear him go, getting vision. <laughs> um, Wanda's talking, and she's like, I want to see vision, please. It just very determined looked. When I came back, he was gone. We know that Wanda was part of the snap. So when she came back, she's probably a little confused because she was right next to his lifeless body. And she's like, I know he's here. Um, And she said, he deserves a funeral. I want to get, you know, her intentions are pure, it seems at this point. I want to give him a Mm -hmm. funeral. And the guy's like, no. And then he, you know, Kenny, the intern, picks up the phone and says, you know, yes, sir. She's still here. Um, and then we see the through the eyes of the security camera, and Wanda just looks up. This, I know you're watching me. Go to hell. Look. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is epitome of I need to talk to your manager. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Except she's not carrying it yeah. at all. No, she doesn't have the hair either. So then he says, "Through the doors, down the hall, two lefts and a right." I mean, I should end in the first place. You get a pissed off morning redheaded witch. Like, like, let her go. Just go on, yeah. ma'am. 
if, if you me, love her, let her go. Would you like some coffee for your journey down the hallways? Because, yeah, she's obviously going to wreck some shit at some point. In my head, I would think she would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So literally, these next three seconds are extremely pivotal to WandaVision. Why are these important? Because he gets up as she's walking towards the doors and says, hey, I need to buzz you in. She says, I got it, thanks. Uses her hex powers, hits it, and literally all she does is unlock the door. Which means director Dick doctored the footage. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd have to go back and watch because all it showed was that I remembered her doing the hex powers on the door and then her breaking the glass and going down, which both things happened. Right. Uh, do you mean doctored in the sense that like edited out the parts where like she just Ed- left edited it? out all that part and, um, yeah. and gave yeah. his own narrative to it. Mm-hmm. Cause he's director Dick. Mm-hmm. So it's not what we know as of right now, you know, we don't know how far deep it is, but we know it's not as bad as he was telling Monica and um, Warsi. Mm-hmm. Warsi is Jimmy Woo and Darcy. That's their couple name. I like that. It's Warsi. Ha <laughs> ha, Warsi. Yeah, Better than I'm, I'm, so. I'm not approving. Do is not as catchy. <laughs> no, we'll go with Mars. Yeah, it's not do. Mm-mm. No, that was good, dude. Um, Wanda's walking through the hall, and you know everyone's just kind of looking at her because they know everyone knows who Wanda is. <clears throat> she finds the door she wants, and it says director. Yeah, and who's sitting behind <laughs> in his tiny little desk? <laughs> This tiny little overcompensating desk. Tiny little itty bitty living space. Mm-hmm. Director um, Dick. He kind of director Dick. The more I see him talk, he makes me think of like a late 70s to mid 80s like game show host. Like he could be and <laughs> very punchable face. Yeah. Let's see what's behind this door. <laughs> But literally, that's what he does. Yeah. Um, Wanda says, you know, I want to give him a funeral. You know, I'm his next of kin, which means... First episode of the newlywed game ever. Yeah. (laughs) Which means Wanda and Vision were probably married at this point, not probably in an official ceremony since I don't think... I don't know of any priest that would marry a synthesoid. They're like common law? Yeah. But she considered vision her husband i with that line to me so what would they um, taxes uh, now i've got all these questions in my mind like superhero <laughs> marriage and like do they have deductions that they Wait, claim so do they- vision doesn't officially pay taxes so does that mean she claims him yeah like hmm. is he the write-off is does she have to depreciate her husband over the years, so he because he's he's worth a lot of he's money. Electronic, yeah, yeah, he's worth a lot of money. We find out later he's worth a ton of money. Like that, she's got hella write-offs and just you know, write him off over or fifteen maybe years. He was worth a lot of money. Maybe she took off the life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. 
worth a lot that way. And I'm just now I'm just really confused, wondering how this. Now we're gonna get people thinking about this superhero marriage superhero tax law, man. It's it's like that South Park with a. Uh... With uh, what was it the the nightclub Lesbos the three hundred one? Yes. How does that even work? That's such a great episode. That's <laughs> a um, some type of one off that um, we'll find out who their accountants are, <laughs> <laughs> who their HR person was in the <laughs> Avengers on this so, week's CPAs of Shield, Hawkeye. And he's like pissed off because his W two didn't come in time, and then he has to his wife and kids. But he doesn't. No one knows about the wife and kids, so it's this whole you know. Can he frame him? Can he can't? Hawkeye, Hawkeye keeps going. Okay, uh, Mr. Barton, you're trying to write off these arrows as a work deduction, <laughs> a work expense, and uh, no, you are an independent contractor. Yeah. Yeah, they probably all got 1099s then, I would probably assume. And they didn't really actually get the W-2s. 1099Bs. Mm-hmm. Contract work, um, man. Who would be head of household which, vision? I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those rabbit holes. That we just It really know, is. Drift down. I'm going to pick my accountant friend and ask. Like, <laughs> you guys carry on. I'll what get back doing, to you with the results Well, you're this. doing that. Um, tax law so okay is there anyone who's listening to this that is a cpa or in finance that knows all this or a lawyer in tax law if you are let us know in the discord chat who would be head of house could wanda claim vision as a dependent because he technically doesn't pay any taxes true i mean he probably doesn't have a social or any type of identifying. Well, he probably has a serial number, but technically, that's not the same. Technically, I bet he wasn't even paying rent at Avengers Mansion. I bet he was just kind of squawking. We're there. footing that bill. The taxpayers were footing that bill. That's where it is. Oh, was Stark bills there. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Stark did it. Whatever. Hey, and he pointed at Captain and said, I just paid the bills. Uh, so, <laughs> which is really weird. It makes sense why. Uh, Stark made Vision call him Papa Stark. Amazing. Or that could have been his kink. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the mention. Would Tony Stark be able to write off his Iron Man suit on his taxes? Actually, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. I bet it would, because yeah. it's work-related. Uh, Director Dick says, you know, I want to show you something. Come with me. Usually when Director literally giant server room and there you see vision in pieces getting dismantled by their scientists and when i say dismantled they have like dremels on him that i'm sure aren't dremels they're probably like diamond tipped trying to get through they're pulling apart his finger it literally gives a whole new meaning to pull my finger um mm-hmm. vibranium it would have to be yeah Vibranium and then we see vibranium or and this is the exact scene that's in uh West Coast Avengers. Um number 43 and 44 uh is what I saw because I remember seeing this before, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. remember what it was, so I looked it up. So yeah, West Coast Avengers number 43 and 44. It's the exact, you know, the different tables and vision spread out, arms on one, legs on one. 
Um, so it's cool that they are definitely going to that. And it's a nod to what is about to happen post credit scene and all of that too. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Wanda is just in shock, especially when she sees his lifeless head. It's that um, it's the same eyes and same lifeless uh, gray and uh, what is that? Like a, Light purple face of vision, light red. He, oh, you he's red? like that color of did you ever get no? He's like worse than that. Like, you know, did you ever get great big league chew? You know, the bubble gum, yes. And like, after you chew it up, that's the color that he's turned. Oh, you know, mean after 30 seconds, yeah, it's yeah, he, he's it's the chewed up big league chew bubble gum. He's big league mm-hmm. vision, it's less of an OU crimson and more of like a Texas AM maroon. Oh, no wonder he's he lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so That's why you lost him. He, he lost vision. You went for the wrong team. Exactly. Um, Boomer. So, so vision's balls. sitting there. And Wanda just starts tearing up. She says, what are you doing to him? And director Dick just almost like, it's almost like he's talking down to her at this point. Um, he just says, we're dismantling, dismantling, we're dismantling the most sophisticated sentient weapon ever made. And I think that is such a true statement and we lose sight of that throughout the movies because he is so human. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. weapon. That's what he was designed to do. He was designed to kill humanity. So... Yeah, he's a weapon. And Wanda's like, you can't do this. Um, Director Dick is, I mean, really? He's he's carrying out what he probably should be doing. No reality. He's doing his job. Yeah, he's just just checking in, doing the nine to five, trying to draw his paycheck. Get off his back, woman. He's just there to do a job. But I hate his face so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is. He's just, and, you know, uh, he tells her inf- it's our legal and ethical obligation. Yeah, I'm sure it's his ethical obligation there, Director Dick. We know that you're scheming something, mm-hmm. you dick. I think it's interesting that he says um, something about how, um, you know, you, you can't. It's our legal and ethical responsibility to try to get this to work, get him back working. Uh, but you can't have them because of your powers and um, not everyone can bring back their soulmate online. And at this point, this is everything that we're seeing is just um, reaffirming, Oh, Wanda's a bad person. She's going to steal and she's going to put him back together and put him in the hex. But I think what he's doing here is he's trying to set up this narrative that yeah, it's smart on his part. Uh, to even put that thought into her head um, because he knows he can't stop her. I mean, there's, there's no physical way that he could stop her. Um, so I think that's pretty cool how they, he's bringing that up. I agree. Um, and here, it's, like Justin just said, here's where we find out how much Vision's worth. He says, I cannot allow you to take $3 billion worth of vibranium just to put in the ground. Mm-hmm. So Vision's worth $3 billion in vibranium alone. 
That's not Lots everything else that's in him. That's just the vibranium. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's why Wanda liked him. Um, she's a gold digger? She's a vibranium digger. Hmm. I'm waiting for uh, a song for that. <laughs> they took my vision! Um, Wanda just looks back. Matter-of-factly, he isn't yours. And this single tear rolls down her eye and then wanda just gets pissed and that's when we see the glass smash like we did in director dick's doctored footage that sounds like the worst mm -hmm. website ever um director dick's doctored footage Ooh. um all of a sudden all these armed guards <laughs> go me, yeah. at, after wanda and hayward tells them you know fall back so Wanda goes up to look at Vision and she goes to touch his head. And yeah, they did that. I don't weird, think it like, even grindy thing over his. Like, well, I don't know the what the Dremel? purpose of that was. Like they, and it, they made it a point to show that they were like dremeling over where his eyebrow would be. And then I think they were trying to I don't close understand up what that was. Where Thanos took out the the mind stone i think they were trying to like fill that in is what it looked like to me okay but... maybe they were trying to like like the girls do with those eyebrows the tattoo eyebrows the really prominent maybe that's what they're trying to yeah. do trying to give him give him a little volume and definition in his give him brow some region if we're going um, to expert we need to contact an eyebrow expert too because listeners need to know that's true kyle no, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard back from the accountant yet. I can only handle one expert at a time. Now he's saying accountant. We know he texted the eyebrow expert first. Mm -hmm. So I think this scene mm -hmm. is extremely important to this next frame in that she's putting some hex power into that cavity on Vision's head where the Mind Stone was. I don't think it even occurred to her until Tyler told her. You're not trying to bring him back online? Because if you go back to that part... It kind of, she's like, no, I'm not trying to, and it's kind of like, oh, maybe I can do that. She had this look on her face. Mm -hmm. So I think he's the one who gave her the idea. So yeah, it's his fault. All Professor Dick's, or not Professor, Professor Dick. That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Dick. <laughs> that's, that's a different Director website. Dick. That's another website. Um, <laughs> Wanda's, you know, trying to pour power into him, and she's like, I can't feel you. And then she's done. She gives up. And this she... is where we realize, oh, wait, Director Dick is actually a dick. So, so why do you think he lied to his team? Why do you think he lied to uh, Captain Rambo and um, Dewu? No, what was your... Um, your uh couple Marcy. Marcy? okay yes that one Marcy, or you can just say darcy and jimmy Woo! so what why is he so hell-bent on stopping um <laughs> Wanda and trying to lie to everybody is he trying to test this in real real world scenarios or does he have That's what i think it's avengers what do you think that's what I think. 
exactly what you said. Okay. Because, I mean, there's before this, we've seen there's definitely a pushback to the Avengers with the Sokovian Accords with, yeah. um, you know, the Captain Ross. Captain Ross? <laughs> I thought you were about to say Captain Ron. I'm like, that's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with, you know, Civil War and everything else, mm-hmm. this pushback to the Avengers. So I'm wondering if he's in that camp and he just wants to end the Avengers or if it's more of he just wants to get this weapon out there and test it so i I think it's more the sarkovia accords are in place yeah he wants something to ensure that they'll win the war they don't want the snap to happen again yeah i can see that yeah next scene we know wanda's going out to her car um And she this like piece of paper next to her. Um, and she's driving out. She's driving along. She's driving along. It says, "Welcome to New Jersey." Well, what's in New Jersey, boys and girls? Uh, uh, the shore. shore. Snooky. Snooky. Yeah. Snooky. Yeah, the Snooky. Yeah. Uh, small people in dog houses. Side note. Question. Uh huh. She can control reality. Why would she drive a Buick? <laughs> it's a rental. Oh, no, she's Lord. in a caddy. She's in a, is she in a Buick? Oh, she is in a Buick. Sure. She's in a Cadillac. So it's, um, yeah. you know, not a lot of imagination there, Wanda. Come on. So, okay. So here's the funny thing. So when I used to work for Enterprise, um, Buicks were considered um, premium cars. Hmm. They're a PDAR. <laughs> they are a PDAR. <laughs> they considered uh-huh. Buicks premium cars. So, because like a full size would be like something like a Taurus. Hmm. Um, and this, this, the Buick was the same class as the Nissan Altima. Hmm. I think we should contact a car specialist to really give us more information on PDAR cars. On PDAR? Hey, hold on. Yeah. Let me get on that. Be careful if you look up PDAR on the internet, though. Yeah, no, I I did drive <laughs> guys with PDAR around me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's driving. She sees all of these signs that say Westview. Mm-hmm. Let me think back to the episode where and um, they're talking to the cops, and they're like, "Yeah, there's no Westview. There's an Eastview." Which made me think, oh, well, she just changed the name, and that's why. But why would they say there's no Westview if there is a Westview here? And they weren't in the hex. They were outside of the hex, so they weren't being controlled. Their minds weren't being controlled. No. Is she the- didn't want them to know it was there. If you remember the episode, what was that? Episode three? I think. Like, Jimmy figured it out really quick. Remember when he pulled up Monica and he's like, watch, watch this. And they're like, there's nothing here. And she's like, but it's right there. But she's not. So she was controlling those two specific cops minds that there wasn't a West view. It's actually East view. I think she was controlling the, the perimeter around to make people forget that it was there. Hmm. 
I think that's part of the spell. I see where you're going. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I don't have a great answer for that. I really don't. This is just what I think. I hope we get an answer to the next one because that, that is one that's that, that's something that's really bugged me that I hope they don't just leave hanging. Yeah. Or it's There's, something that we've just totally missed. I don't think we would have because we've covered this stuff inside I, now. I think, I think that they're, I think they're just going to say it's part of her magic. Yeah. But everybody that's within the hex is affected by the magic. Everybody mm-hmm. outside of, or else all the sword agents would have been, or yeah. and even Dark and, and Agent Wu would have been affected. So anyway, uh, as as she was driving through, that's the first thing that popped in my mind was, wait, it is Westview. It's not Eastview. Well, that's yeah. a really good point though, to bring up. Change the name and the signs. That it's an existing place. So, so as she's turning left, she sees this big black guy walking across the street. And is that Herb? It's Herb. I think that's Herb, isn't it? Yeah. Less hair. But... Way less hair. And more gray in his beard. Um, which is sexy, by the way. It is sexy. Gray beards are sexy. Um, Thank you. She's driving through town. That was she dra- sees the, she sees the gazebo. Um, where they had the talent show, mm-hmm. and then she sees someone you know stapling something to uh, like a billboard. Yeah, and it's none other with the big old pedo stash. That uh, was his, was his name Philip. Philip. Dottie's husband. Yep. Who just looks like a caricature of himself. Like the he over- really does. Oversized ears and mustache. He just looks like a caricature of He him. looks like Walmart version of Miles Teller. Okay. I can see that. Or great value version. Kirkland version. Yeah. No, Kirkland's better than great value. True. I True. like Kirkland. I was just thinking about the Kirkland uh, Kirkland Meeseeks. So oh, yeah. <laughs> It's true. Um, um, and then I was trying to look at all those posters if there was anything in there that was relevant to anything, and I don't think there is. But yeah, we're definitely seeing all of the different people from the town, and the mom from that '70s show, like Kitty, she is also a witch because that girl does not age. She no, she doesn't. But she. Looks- what is it deborah joe krupp yeah like yeah no she does not age so her and paul rudd are both witches as well and then but i noticed and then we see the delivery guy mm-hmm. delivering pizza so he's a pizza delivery guy and he's forever fry that's where he shops at it's forever fry i think at this point because he's always a delivery guy Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Forever fry. Um, so you know she's dri- she's driving along, she's driving along, and I think I caught it here, but I'll wait. And it, I think it's at a different part where I caught it. There's like the little pool, like she's driving through, and it's all these familiar sights that we've seen before, but just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's turning left, and you can tell where she's going at this point. And she pulls up, and there's a very tagged mailbox and an empty lot where the house was demolished at. Um, yep, yep, there's, there's where it is. 
Okay, so she pulls up to the house and she's in the driveway. And I caught this earlier. So if you look at her license plate, it's a New York license plate, 2011 EKH, but below it, it's a nod to Stan Lee. Oh, it says Excelsior. Nice catch. I looked at the so, license plate trying to catch something and I didn't see the Excelsior. Nice find, sir. Yep. So there's so there's still thank you, sir. Uh there's still throwing in nods to Stan Lee as well. They damn should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. So she gets out and you know she's looking around and that house looks awfully familiar that's next to her. Um that, she has that piece of paper in her hands. Go ahead, Kyle. I'm starting to think the one that you can see when she actually pulls up the actual complete house, which would be to her right. That is that the one that should be Agnes's house? I think it or is Agnes is across the street. No, it's next door. Next it's next door. door, but I can't remember which way she is. She so as they were going out of the house, it would be to the left. Remember, because vision looked left, and there was Herb cutting the stone wall. Well, that would have been Herb's house then. But, oh, I guess it was Herb's house. So what Agnes, Agnes would, be, would have been on the right, maybe? Yeah, which you don't see. I'm looking for anything that would show a sign of Agnes in there, but I love, I love this when yeah I can see anything that's, that's just Agnes, but when you know she sees you know she's standing in the middle you know we see her standing in the middle of the foundation, and she has the deed you know this is like the big thing she opens the deed up and it was it's a deed if you didn't catch that is what she was holding on to in the car yeah um, property deed for the the lot that she's at and. Uh, it has, you know, on your deed, it'll have who owns it. it have your grantee, uh, Wanda Maximoff, and the vision is how he's listed on the mm-hmm. property deed. I just, I don't know why. The I vision. Just, I'm to see who, if there's anything on here that would have been. I was checking it out. It's like Katie Whittle is the grantee's or grantor's name signature. So there's nothing really that pops out there. But if you'll notice on their lot is the red heart that says to grow old in V. v. Uh, and that's the same red heart that we would always look and uh, show up on the calendars. Same red heart circle. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where she was. She got it from. And, and put that. Oh. So she got out. So lot A would be probably lot C would be Agatha's because it's a lot bigger. Lot A looks really tiny. Lot C looks like it could hide a uh, uh, witch's dungeon. It could. Well, I mean, it was in the basement. The basement could be bigger than that. Are you suggesting her house is like a TARDIS, sir? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, so we love, we move on. Wanda sighs and she's just zooms in on that to grow old in and starts tearing up. And this part sucks. It, I mean, if you're not feeling at this part, you have no feels. You just feel bad for this part because she's literally lost everything in her life her parents, her home. She lost her childhood. 
she lost her brother and now she's lost the love of her life and five years of her life too mm -hmm. and wanda's down on the ground just crying and then just gets pissed and all of a sudden power comes streaming out of her and a very familiar red power vortex appears and then all of a sudden a house starts appearing pixel by pixel like on the end credits mm -hmm. we have our answer there and then the house is there and then everything is changed in an instant to black and white and in the 50s um uh, and then your, you know it's shown okay <clears throat> i found the uh the grant core off the the deed is actually one of the art directors from the show kate weddle okay yeah. well now everyone knows i don't know it's nothing too super secret just they do that a lot nods the uh cast and crew and stuff so Wanda's kind of like going back, doing a very matrixy backward motion, like where she's half Neo bending, you know, bending uh, in like a C shape on her back or a U. Like when Neo was dodging the bullets mm -hmm. is the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. And out of the red comes this orange and then eventually yellow. Yellow is the color of the infinity stone that Vision had. And you see Vision it looks like being rebuilt fiber by fiber. Wanda's screaming, and then you can see Vision reforming on the television. And next thing you know, everything's still in black and white. Wanda's in color, and there's the Vision from episode one that we know and love. Which just confirms that director Dick was lying and that she didn't steal Vision's body. because. Yep. Up That's to very important to know. There was still like, wait, did she go back and get the body? How did? And now we know. Okay, well, Director Dick definitely is a liar. And uh, but then it opens up new questions of, you know, how how the hell did she create Vision? And um, you know, how was he able to have all of his powers? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, we now know why he couldn't remember anything beforehand um because there wasn't he wasn't before this uh so she's literally creating him but well, very cool scene well we also know that why vision can't exist without um outside the hex now mm -hmm. which makes you wonder if wanda's with him can he exist outside the hex because she's powering him yeah it also makes me wonder about her kids Mm -hmm. wonder a lot about the kids um next thing you know you know they sit down on the couch they're kissing in the 50s and then everything kind of zones back into more modern day into a studio and you hear this clapping and there's agnes doing this slow clap mm -hmm. and bravo right. and it remind reminded me of the collector in um infinity war the bro yeah bro made me think of shia labeouf at the end of the that uh nick cantor video of uh about shia labeouf and he's like in the back of the oh yeah with... yeah mommy mommy help us mom help for both of them 
And then it hits Wanda. She's like, oh, yeah, my kids. She runs out the door and then she's outside and we see she's outside Agnes's house and there's all the purple flowers. And both the kids are out in the middle of the street being choked by this um, almost like purple puppet strings. Like if you look in her hands, it looks like a marionette's like uh, whatever they call it. Uh, the little wooden crosses or X's that they use for marionettes. Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of looked like to me. If you pause it just right. I, I, I know it's just her powers. It's kind of a cool callback to Ultron because that was kind of the, Oh yeah. This was no one has strings on me. I've got no strings on me, which was such a great monologue too. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at it, here's our our next Easter egg. That's actually Agatha's costume from the comics, mm. except more modern and way more sexy than on a, you know, three thousand year old lady. Question is: Is that outfit sexy to you? I think Catherine Hahn's rocking it. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'll go I'm with just it. not not into the you know three thousand year old witch look, but. That's just me. I'm I'm the weirdo. You are a weirdo. Mm -hmm. But like she her her whole look change, not just the outfit, like her makeup and like her whole face, like she looks different. Mm -hmm. Not like drastically different, but there's just enough subtle differences with like around her eyes and her hair and everything. They they made her not look like they made her, you know. Agatha instead of Agnes. Right. I so I want to say that she's two or three houses down from Agnes. Because she's running out. She runs by, goes kind of around the corner. There's one driveway there. There's two driveways. And then there's a third driveway. Mm -hmm. And there's the red car um, she was driving and all the, you know, the pink flowers and the pink trellis and then the red flowers. But they are in the middle of the street. So it, it may not signify which house was Agnes. It may just be she was in the middle of the street with the, the kiddos. Yeah, well, she ran out too. of Agnes's house. So this... Brings up the question. Apparently, Agnes just doesn't give a shit. Does she give a shit? Mm -hmm. She's just flaunting her powers in midday at this point, in the middle of the street. And she's outside of her safe zone now. She's away from mm -hmm. the the runes and all that that she had set up. She's out of her protection. Where Wanda can fight back now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's like wanting her to fight now. I, I think it is. Um, and then, you know, I could says you have no, this is one of my favorite monologues mm -hmm. of the entire show of, of previously on, you know, Wanda's trying to tell him it's okay. It's okay. She's powered up. And she says, you have no idea how dangerous you are. You are supposed to be a myth. That right there just tells us, okay, what's going on here? 
um, a being capable capable of spontaneous creation, which goes back to our theory. Wanda is going to Wanda is capable of recreating the Infinity Stones. I think she is at this point, especially. Yeah. I think this seem mythical being. You're you're a being capable of spontaneous creation. In the, she's talking about, you know, earlier she was talking about uh, the chaos magic. Um, and if you watch, um, I think it was in Doctor Strange. I know I read it in a comic, but I think it was also in Doctor Strange. But there was, um, he was talking about how the chaos magic and being able to control in this, even he, with all of his knowledge of the realms and everything else, believes in the myth. So these these two of the most powerful people in magic believe that this chaos magic and someone to yield it and be able to do it like this is a myth. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're really seeing how truly powerful that she is. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to bring that on up here in a sec too because I've got kind of a theory on that. Um, on why it's chaos magic. Um, you know, Catherine Hans at this point, it's telling her you're using it to make breakfast for dinner. <laughs> Love that line. Like, just, just yeah. like, uh, how did you guys take that? I took that as you're just using it just on a whim because you don't want to make dinner tonight. So you're just doing breakfast for dinner or using it however you want. Yeah. Well, and it's no rules. I, I took it as um, you could do anything with this, but you're doing something as meaningless as just breakfast for dinner. You know, a lot of times, like, I get. I, for breakfast for dinner personally but that's such a small thing so if you're a chef and you have all of these great powers you know quote unquote powers to create and make these beautiful dishes that are so good but you just choose to make breakfast for dinner then you're squandering your power you're squandering what you can do and i yeah. that's how i took it, was that and here you are you're just making breakfast for dinner right yeah. okay yeah i'll go with that Kyle, you think same yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of like off that. Maybe a little bit of a jealousy or just just that disbelief that right. Like you can be you could be doing so much more, but you're not. And uh, or you just you don't know what you're capable of. Maybe, um, and uh, you just seen little hints of it. So it's either you know uh agatha being a little you know some jealousy there or um and i still think kind of prodding her a little bit to try to get her like she knows what she can do now but she also knows what she's capable of um wanda doesn't know what she's capable of so trying to prod her to that next level of this is what you can do and it goes like you guys said in the comics where Agatha was kind of a uh, a mentor to her and, and trained her and brought her along that this is you know, this is the first steps of her witch training. Like, it's getting ready mm -hmm. to kick off. Well, and, you know, Wanda's yelling at her, you know, my children. She's like, oh, yes, your children envision this whole little life you made. And this, like I said, this whole monologue gave me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Just how well it was delivered. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets closer to Agatha. And she said, this is chaos magic, Wanda. So we officially have a name for just besides. So the hex probability the probability hex that's a facet of the chaos magic so we know that wanda has chaos magic now 
that has been established. And then probably the most iconic line of the entire episode is, and that makes you the Scarlet Witch. So good. Yeah. Wanda has officially been retconned as the Scarlet Witch. Was it retconned or we just now, she now has her superhero name or whatever? Because up to this point, I think it was the Scarlet Witch. She had the same, she had the same powers. She was just never called it. And now we have it to where she now has her, her name because we understand what her magic is. So I, I didn't see it as a retcon. I saw it as just a, because uh, once she said this, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Now we got her name. Uh, her superhero name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we know who she is for sure. Uh, but in the comics, we always knew Wanda Maximoff was Scarlet Witch. And Scarlet, right. Well, and that makes you wonder, was Scarlet Witch owned by Fox? Because it's a mutant name. Yeah. Was it owned by Fox? Was They couldn't use it. That's why I'm thinking maybe they might have retconned it so they could use it but i see what you're saying too though yeah they're was- kind of leaning more towards yours than mine I wonder if i'll have they to were able to use the well whenever they did days of future past um and subsequent movies they made a deal with marvel they being sony uh not sony i'm sorry fox made a deal with with marvel that we're going to basically trade certain characters mm-hmm and that was part of it uh, was that they were able to use Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch um, from the mutant in from the mutant um, community, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, universe and put that into the MCU. And the trade was shoot. It was some it was one of the um, one of the mutants that were in uh, Days of Future Past. But they may, basically made a switch, and they did the same thing with um, Deadpool. <clears throat> that way, they could get um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Mm-hmm. They did a switch, so I, I think whenever they, you know, contractually did this, hi Kimiko, they got everything. So, yeah, I think your I think your theories holds a lot more ground. Mm-hmm. So they. But we um, had we had Peter slash Pietro in both universes. Mm-hmm. Was he referred to as he wasn't he wasn't ever referred to as Quicksilver in the Mm-mm, he was just in, Pietro. In, he was just Pietro. And so she was always just Wanda. But he was actually Quick I think you know they referred to him as Quicksilver in the Fox verse. They never mentioned Wanda. They mentioned the sister, both sisters came up. In that he had a he had a younger sister and then the twin sister, but you never saw the twin in the Foxverse, mm-hmm. and never heard of the name mention of Wanda. So maybe they get, they got the character or they got they got the names, but they didn't get the superhero names. Right. So they got Wanda and Pietro, but they didn't get Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and that makes me wonder if they're going to retcon in Phase Four Magneto as her father. Um, man, which brings up a lot of questions too for another another podcast. We'll, another we'll, we'll know well, after and, probably more after Friday. I wouldn't say. Well, we'll it makes it more. makes us wonder if Wondagore is actually going to come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, you know, we go to the end credits, and 
Let me put it this way, ladies and gents. If you didn't stay and watch all the credits like you're supposed to, like good boys and girls, mm -hmm. you are doing yourself a damn disservice. You are not a Marvel fan if you're not sitting through this entire credits because we had a mid credit scene last week. Our first one. And now we have our second. And this is the biggest one that we've had. So good. Um, you hear this chatter, and then uh, they're, you know, it's obviously Sword HQ in that barn. And uh, Director Dix saying it's about time, and he's walking back. And he walks into this room. And he just looks, doesn't he look pleased with himself at this point? Very smug, yeah. very smug dick smug extra <laughs> what a smug dick um and then i don't know if you guys caught this too so right when he walks into the tent and don't say this don't say what it is yet till we get to it look at the monitors look at the right monitor so the yeah. first one's like you know all those little bars look at the outline of the second monitor it looks like a side view of something Is it that or was it? It that almost looks like look right there. It looks like a like arm a, socket almost, hmm. like a like a joint. Oh, okay, I see it. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. Or was it a map? I think it's a schematic. So it makes go. sense where they're at right now. Oh yeah. <clears throat> And uh, he says, you know, all the power under the sun and all we needed was a little energy directly from the source. And he looks over and there's the drone that Wanda filled with hex power and dragged back and threw at them. Which means it's all part of Director Dick's plan again. He was trying to capture her energy. There was some sort of battery on there. He wanted her to shoot it down. Um, he's, he's not a dumb dick. No, he's, he's not a dumb dick. He's a smart dick. He's a smart dick. He he's hits, all the more aggravating. He tells this guy to, you know, hit, you know, hit the button, Frank. Turn it on, The Bill. guy hits it, turns the key, and we find out what Operation Cataract is. And we now know why it's called Cataract. Exactly. Because what so, happens when you get cataracts? You, you lose your vision. Your eyes turn white. <laughs> you lose your vision. <laughs> there you go. Your your eyes turn white. And, you, and you do lose your vision. There you go. There you go. So that's why it's cataract. That was more than a joke. <laughs> it was a joke, but it actually makes it works. It works. It works. <laughs> both of you. Bravo. Both of you. That was good. So we see these boots, and it's not like the normal hooker boots um, that Kyle wears when he goes out on Fridays. I was waiting to see um, where, where you were going with that. and <laughs> Call me out, asshole. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you only see me from the waist up. But, but, but if you notice, Kyle didn't say no. Um, Any boots can be hooker boots if you, yes. if you believe. <laughs> so if you notice 
so that um, along these cables, it is pumping in some of Wanda's energy, the red energy, into whatever's in the box. We see the boots. What's in the box? What's in the box? And it goes up, and we have a white walker. White vision. And it, a white walker, close enough. There's eyes. Be. Yeah, I know. But... Yes. Um, and you see this power like going up from the bottom of his boots to the top. And if you notice, his skin's a different color until that power hits him. So it's kind of a, it's almost reddish, I guess you could say. Yeah. Or like a dull white, more of a dull white. Um, that that power that's going up through him turns it pure white, like ice white. Mm -hmm. And then also his face. And it's vision. This is white vision from West Coast Avengers. He I opens... Huh? I mentioned um, white West Coast Avengers number 43 and 44. And number 45 is whenever uh, white vision makes his appearance. So, I mean, they're they're literally following along with this so for anyone that is interested what may happen next you know try to check out um you know com comiXology or something else uh look at west coast avengers 43 44 45 maybe 46 and 47 to see what may happen um because in in 45 wanda sees him and he she hugs him and he's devoid of emotions now because mm -hmm. you know what made him vision was yeah. the template of wonder man you Simon got williams and or in the mcu the template of all those people that we talked about combined yeah and um but so we're gonna see a a vision that's emotionless that isn't guided by those human not uh, human well the impulses of what's good and bad um you know so i think it's gonna this, be interesting. this is the vision that ultron wanted him to be yeah mm-hmm the perfect killing machine. Um, you know, Vision looks, he activates and in place of the Infinity Stone, there's something there. That's the traditional Vision triangle from the comics too. Um, and he's looking at his hands and then it cuts out. <clears throat> so in that comic that um, Justin's referencing, they broke him out of this government facility, but they didn't have enough, <clears throat> not the juice, but like, um, I forget what it was to to get his um, pro, uh, personality back in, which uh, like Justin was saying. So, uh, yeah, this is pure. We have the white vision, which is very very iconic vision. Mm -hmm. So, what's he? Is he with that? With him looking at his hands, is that just? I wonder if that's just him coming to consciousness or whatever his version of consciousness is or if there's there's something about <clears throat> well we know this is this is vision's body original vision mm -hmm. we know this is him my guess is just pure guess that this is him coming back to life after being offline and just you know i'm alive i can move again just without the emotion such a good episode that was a great episode and i think i'm fairly certain we just hit the three hour mark on this possibly very likely um but it was 
48 minutes, so bite me. Um, we talked two hours on a 30-minute episode. Like and, um, and bite me. Like, subscribe, and bite me. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us for more videos. Um, so, yeah, so season finale this week. Mm-hmm. I guess series finale. Mm-hmm. This will be a doozy of a nerky after that. I think everything's going to come to light. And if you remember what we've been saying for eight episodes now, with this being the eighth episode, this directly leads into phase four. This directly leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yay! It's, it's, buckle up, Buttercup, because it's going to be a ride. <laughs> it's going to be a ride. So, uh, with that, um, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go from here. If, if this week is the actual final episode, if it is too, with the rumored tenth episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it springboards into Falcon and Winter Soldier, or if that's going to be its own whole separate you know subplot sub um you know everything going on mm-hmm. i'm kind of hoping it's its own entity and it doesn't even talk about scarlet witch or vision or any of that and they have their own lives going on and then in the actual movies we see how these um storylines will converge yeah i think that'd mm-hmm. be route to go i'd be fine well, with like so- mid-credit teasers at the end of you know the end of one division and the end of uh uh winter soldier like Falcon where you see like how they did with the the <clears throat> original sets of movies how you could see little bits of how they were going to start tying in if they did that with the series series that are coming out and let those kind of tie in that way just like little niblets of teasers mm-hmm. i'd be good with that you know maybe not blatantly tying them in during the episode this this episodes themselves so I'm thinking about this too. Okay. Prediction. We're going to see a vision versus vision fight. Yeah. Do you think this was the cameo that Paul Bettany? No, I I don't think this is the cameo. You don't think it was his little sneaky way of this is somebody that he's always looked forward to working with and he's mm-hmm. always admired his work and it's actually him working with himself in the final battle? <laughs> <laughs> maybe congratulations mr bettany thank you mr bettany thank you, sir. you're wonderful yes uh-huh. uh, sir sir yeah. doctor doctor um i think the big reveals next episode i think it's going to be like a mandalorian season two season finale reveal do we, do we want to so place I our think- bets now on who we think it's going to be individually i know what you're leaning towards chris well, we th- we know that I'm gonna say Mephisto, but mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also leaning towards Strange. Mm. I don't know because we still keep hearing about the engineer, so it could be Reed Richards. I mm-hmm. think the chance it could be Hank McCoy too, which be, would be awesome. It would play into the mutants and everything else. Mm-hmm. Who do you think, Kyle? I've, I had two, 
and one just like hit me while, and it was going back to vision, looking at his hands. Um, of course, you know, I would think some type of Magneto, um, cameo would be amazing if they found some way to work that in, but that hasn't, there hasn't mm-hmm. been any lead up to that yet, which could even make it that much more awesome if it just totally blindsides. But, um, you know, with, with vision looking at his hands, I forgot his first name. Um, the, no, uh, <laughs> oh, what was his first name? Um, the Bolivar. It was, uh, Boulevard Trask. Trask with, with, uh, the, the build up the sentient weapons. And then, so, you know, because that's with the Nimrods and whatnot. Yeah, that's a possibility. You know, I, I was just thinking from the hands firing that that he, you know, that this vision could be the first sentinel, and the the automated sentinels are you know modeled after him from this point, and that's why I was thinking with him looking at his hands that there was something because that maybe they didn't just put him back together, maybe they modified him a little bit, um, and you know, not originally, you know, the sentinels are made to fight mutants, but they're not fighting. Well, I guess it would be fighting mutants if they're fighting Wanda. Mm-hmm. And so this could be the first Sentinel mutant battle that we see, and Prask is tied in on it. So, so another thought I had: What if? So I'm thinking about the chaos magic. If you go back to Doctor Strange, it's called chaos. The reason that Strange's is power so powerful is because it's refined. You know, he's got the photographic memory. Yeah, and these are practiced well-defined spells and he practiced for years and what was it was it kunlun i can't remember the name of where it was um what if the reason that they're calling wanda the scarlet witch and the whole chaos magic is because it's unrefined magic if it's raw you know what i mean like agatha had her coven um Chaos magic, if you also go back to lore with the ancient ones, what I was talking about earlier, the um, the tome of uh, Kython, I think was his name. Well, uh, he had chaos magic. So it could be she got part of his? I mean, it's as you guys, as you all can tell, we're all over the place on this. Here's my out of, so left, many possibilities. out of left field cameo prediction. Here's what's going to happen. You ready for this? Okay. So yep. we see, you know, we're talking about the chaos magic, and we see a, a, a aerial view of the hex and the sword encampments around it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, this huge aerial view, and it zooms down. You see a jeep approaching the compounds. And you zoom in close to this jeep, and you hear a very familiar voice explaining chaos magic you're like man i know this voice and it just keeps explaining and you look and you see a hand you know pantomime as they're explaining the chaos magic and you see a drop of water fall onto the hand as they're explaining chaos magic zoom out jeff goldblum <laughs> well there you know, if cameo. we did that if we did that that would be the games master well i mean because he was the games master. Instead of asking uh, whether they Jeff Goldblum. could make it, they 
didn't ask whether they should make it. Should make it. <laughs> yeah. He's going to come and explain that to Tyler. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like that one. That's the best theory so far. I swear to God, if that's what happens, I'm just going to retire from not making any money doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we make all the monies if it wasn't happening. Hey, if I got it right on this one, if that actually does happen completely out of left field, we got to post this quick and then we can go back to it and then we'll be famous. That's true too. Mm -hmm. So um, with that, I don't think we're going to actually do what I learned this week or what I am, uh, you know, watching because this is a long one and this is just a bonus episode. So you know, we'll get back to that next time, but we don't, we appreciate you all sticking with us this yeah. long. We really do. We, we appreciate it more than you all know. Yeah. I mean, this, this was a lot less. We had a damn wardrobe change in the middle of it. So no, it was chaos magic. Yeah. So I'm look, he had another one. Question. Justin had another one. <laughs> chaos magic. <laughs> Uh, I will change this uh, reality if you call me out again. Just like <laughs> so. Look, look, there's the water. It's stuck on my finger. When I can't do the drop. <laughs> when it's Kyle's water, it's it's like the, uh, what was that? Was it um scary movie where it's the Blair Witch instead of the teardrop, it was coming from her nose? Yeah. Uh, and the little bug hanging. Yeah, the little booger. <laughs> so with that, y'all, thank you so much for sticking with us. We will be back for our regularly scheduled podcast and our final Nurky. The Nurkies won't end with WandaVision. No. Um, they're just too much fun to do. So I'm, you know, we're gonna, I guarantee you we're gonna do Nurkies on uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep um you know there will always be nurkies they're just kind of fun bonus episodes we enjoy doing them we appreciate y'all sticking with us yep so um with that this has been every man's guide to nerddom we appreciate y'all uh i'm chris i'm kyle and thanks justin for thanks for little buddy here. little guy down there Three. on the bottom yay so um with that you all have a great day night whenever you're listening to this whatever it is have a great one bye nerd coke rise up it could get elevated nerd coke rise up it could get elevated Nerdcore used to be just a made-up word. MCs shied away from belief. Rest assured, they sleep.